right now. Like, however this is, this sounds great. I'm starting over again just because... Oh, that was some good banter right there. I know, but... There's no start overs in life. It just goes on and on and on and on. Um, What was the joke that uh, Gary Shandling had? Life is life is short, just not short enough. <laughs> is that <laughs> Gary Shandlin? He's like you know the comedian, very much mm-hmm. of like self-deprecating comic. Gary, Sh- you know Larry Sanders show HBO. No, I don't know. Oh man, amazing! You got you want to watch Larry's? So the original that really sparked HBO and put them on the map with their original content and like why Larry David has like his show Kirby enthusiasm Larry Sanders show was first out of the gate from early nineties. Mm. So revolutionary single camera comedy before anyone was doing it in the early nineties. Really? Oh, wow. oh yeah. Gary Shanley, man, the man. Hold on. Single camera, single camera comedy. Cause up until, well, no one did it at that time, but remember how like the office came out. Uh huh. That's single camera comedy. Before that, it was all like multicam comedy, much like Seinfeld or Friends. Right. That's like multicamera comedy, and then so Fred, si- that came as single so camera single camera comedy is like moving the shot, zooming in, like moving it. But there is multiple it's cameras. More, yeah, there is multiple cameras, but like they call it multicam comedy sitcom, situational comedy, is because they would have like their traditional three cameras in a living room setting or friend setting in like designated areas. And it's those three angles that they're cutting to. The, the writing's very calculated. There's a, there's a joke every third line. <laughs> Single camera comedy is much like, just feels like it's like docu-style. You know what I mean? Like The Office, Parks and Rec. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? These are very technical um, terms. This is, of, uh, well, this, is, so this, this, is, this is how the industry gets watered down quickly. It used to just be cool when Gary Shanley did it. And now it's just single camera. And then they put a name on it. Uh, <laughs> this is Roy talking. Yes. Roy Thai. Thai, yeah. Thailand Productions. That's correct. Is his YouTube. And I've been yeah, friends with Roy for a while. And I just remember. Five, over five years now. Yeah, he's incredible. He's a director. He's a writer. He's a really funny guy. He's been on YouTube. He, I mean, you've been at it. So you know. See, that's you get it. You know, I remember when I first met you, you were showing me your YouTube shorts and stuff. And I heard him share at a meeting and it was just... Me crying. Yeah, I want to say it was pretty emotional. Absolutely. You, but, you, I, so I met you and your crew when I was like brand new sober, right? So I stumbled into men's prime time Monday night. And I, I, I like the fact that, well, Billy, you were there. I like the fact that, that it was guys not sharing a drunkalogue. Mm. It was because when I first got sober, that's, I didn't want to hear that because I didn't relate. So when I got into primetime, they're all talking about the day that you're in. And that's exactly what I wanted to hear and what I was struggling with. Mm-hmm. So they were all no drunkalogues, just guys talking about the day they're in, talking about God. And I'm like, this sounds like, this is solution to me at the time. Right. Yeah. Like, so I was, I immediately related and I would just, I was, I was scared to share. And that's what told me that I needed to start sharing at that meeting. So it's like, so, so you had already been a couple times. No, I, I first time, first time I went to that meeting, I never shared at a men's meeting before. I was mm. like, honestly, like this is my first week of sobriety, a couple of weeks of sobriety, maybe. Yeah. So I was going to meetings, but I would go to a men, men meeting, be men's meetings and be scared to speak at them because I was intimidated by the men. Yeah. When I walked into that meeting, I challenged myself to be like, you got to share here. So I went up and shared and, and like, whatever, probably cried. Like I did for like the first 60 days. And then I met you cause I was crying about a commercial I was doing it out. Everything was like just taking off in my life. Cause I landed that 
that contract with Alcatel uh, out of nowhere by making a commercial by myself and just submitting it to the company and it went viral at the company and then they asked me to do all these commercials and my company blew up when I'm like 60 days sober which is obviously a lot to handle whether you're sober or not mm. and then you came to me it's turning into a long story but it's important it's fine this um, is great so I remember the time and I want to acknowledge this so I shared and it was a couple times I shared and you finally came up to me and your hair was like all like pink and like wild colors and just like you're fucking pot right like, <laughs> and so I'm like I'm like oh this guy's wild but you came up to me with so much love and you were like so like what's the fucking deal with you like you make like what do you do you make videos or something because I make videos too and I was like yeah like I just landed this contract with this company and I'm like doing it all myself and like figuring out you're like oh that's cool and I was showing you stuff and I was showing you my skits on YouTube and you were thought you were funny however like but you embraced me and Gus you were there Jesse was there Troy was there and you guys brought me in with so much love mm. and just like I looked forward to that meeting for the first year of my sobriety. Mm. Every Monday night, I was like, I'm going to see Pat. I'm going to see Gus. I'm going to see everyone. We're going to hang out. The love whistle. And then we'd go to movies after. And Mike was there. Oh, wow. The movie nights. Yeah, we would go to the movie nights. And it was just like, I literally got, that got me through my first year of sobriety. How many years ago was that? How many years ago was that? So I'll have six years in October on my birthday. Was Randy still leading it or was it? No, it was, um, when I first started going, Frank just made a return to try and get the meeting back oh, on track. Yeah, okay. Whoopsies. And then he threw the big book across the room. So, but hold on. Let me, <laughs> let me just say, can I smoke it? Yeah. Well, let's cool. get an ashtray. All right. So th- 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 there's an ashtray. Alex, will you grab that ashtray? It's like a, thanks Alex. You share when you share Alex, thank you so much. Yeah, bro. Thanks for setting. This he up. just did a cool little post. Alex is back there. Alex has been. He's on it. That kid. I yeah. just really would love for him to kind of be like our Jamie. You know how? Yeah, Jamie- that, you know what's funny is I was thinking that yeah. when I was talking to him before we got going, I was yeah. like, he's like a Jamie. Yeah. You got a good setup here, dude. Everyone comes and chills out. It's yeah, like a whole vibe happening. Tonight was a good a good one. Tonight was kind of like the best by far that it's ever been. We had the most people at the meeting. We had like. 60 people inside the live stream stream at one point but what what i was gonna say here this is for um what what i was gonna say roy was um i don't know there's something about like when someone shares i don't know you can just tell you can just like i just identified with what you were saying and like more importantly how you were saying it like what i heard billy share like there's a certain mm-hmm. certain people are just honest and certain people are just on some bullshit yeah like i feel like hey, do you remember that kid um there's this kid bless his heart um but he would always shakith yeah shakith okay like <laughs> Remember him? I, I, I love you, bro. I don't, oh he's my probably God. not going to listen. But like, that's the kind of guy that like, you know he's just trying to like, impress the room. Gossip is murder. Whatever, dude. No, I'm just I'm saying. saying. No, no, I, well, here's how I always took it, right? People pair it, right? right. And it's like, did I pair it? Absolutely. I had to pair it. I don't know, though. To get open it up. I don't know. I, I don't know. I what never will know. What do you mean pair? What does that mean? Like, what, like I'll, my, for sure, throughout my sobriety, I hung on the back of one man in particular and hear the things he would say, and I would sh- share like him. 
Did a post parrot. Parrot. Oh, okay. Just like say it like a parrot, like a parrot on a yeah. Captain's like just, uh, like I'm not finding things. my own voice. I'm just taking someone else's what I like and repeating things, reverbing sure. it in my own, like for myself, making it sound like I said it or something. Which mm-hmm. arguably, maybe we all are just saying the same thing over and over. Like how many times? No, but you, you say it like in your way. Yeah, it's taken a lot. And, and, but but the difference yeah. is is that you're talking about something. I always like when people talk about stuff that's specific. Like I don't want to hear. Oh, the generalness. I don't really get a lot. I get more out of like what you you mentioned directing. You mentioned like you were talking about real things happening in your life mm. and how you were applying this program. In plus, you just were being honest and uh, you were doing. You were a director. I thought you were like. Oh man, that fight to be honest, that's a killer, dude. That's that's the one thing I remember. This man said to me, he goes, "If you can find one person in this world and be completely honest, you might get this thing." And I was like, all right. And I just fought to be as completely honest with him as possible. And then it taught mm. me to be honest in my life. And not like I'm saying anything profound. It's but just what you I'm have to honest. clarify here is self-honesty. It's not like I'm lying. It's like you're being self-honest, which mm. is a task in itself. Because mm-hmm. we don't even know the truth. Exactly. So. And that's the thing is you have to believe it, right? When people tell you something, they're like, that's the truth. Well, says you, but I also have the choice of believing it or not. Right. You know what I mean? So it's like, for me, I guess it's a, that's why I say it's a fight to be honest, as honest as I can be. I'll be as honest as I can be, which I could be mistaken in that. And someone could go, Hey man, like, you know, and I'd be like, Oh, you're right. I never, yeah, yeah. I missed that. But to, to share that way also requires life experience. Yeah. Because you can't get up there and well, because life experience gives you a certain confidence that is different from humility and honesty. Does that make sense? Like if I'm very, if I don't have any confidence and I'm super insecure and worried about how I'm going to look, I'm just going to be on some bullshit. Exactly. But if I'm like, I'm good, fuck it. I'm going to get honest. Yeah. That's when I can just be honest. Cause you're willing to be like, Exposed. Yeah, it's the true and, form and I, of nakedness. I, I only think that like you had been through some shit. You made a fucking whole film. That's another thing. Outside, he showed me where's Barry. Like you showed me the trailer. Oh yeah. And I was like, <laughs> all right, we're good. Like you're my boy. I yeah. fuck with you. I get what you're doing. He used the Kaya and yeah. Squatzi. You used that song, which is from this fucking amazing uh, film. Godfrey Reggio. You know what? I can't take credit. Graham is the one who did that. Well, I know but all that shit. Yeah. That's what I say. That's what I love about you is like when I played that trailer, I had no idea where Diana, that came from. And Graham is the one who put it in there. And you were like, oh, I know this. And you knew exactly just, what was up. And I was like, damn, this the, is great. The, the trailer like felt like a fucking Coen Brothers film. Like he made, and he made it, shot it all on a 7D. No, and like T3, he, T2I. Bro. <laughs> it's literally like the shittiest camera ever. But he made a whole movie. I mean, it was a short film. Yeah, so I but made... But you finished something. Well, yeah, I made... So I originally shot it as a... We were doing it as a web series. And then when I brought it into the editing room, through my process of getting sober, was I met Bud Smith who's, you know, very profound editor. So this was, so when I had met you, you didn't even No, I met, I already knew, but, but like, well, you weren't like recutting where's Barry. Uh, hmm. no. no, I don't know you if I were was still like, working on it yet or not. I don't know if it was quite, sorry, you hadn't dove back. You had, or wait, had you not put it on YouTube yet? No, I didn't. 
I just had so a where was it Vimeo a... link that I, I was sharing with you guys a Vimeo link, a private link. Oh, you still hadn't even put it out. No, no. Jeez, man. Making movies is the hardest thing in the world to do. Can yeah. I ask a question? Yeah, it's going to be hard to get a word in. I just want to know, did, was it intentional to shoot it on a shitty camera? Was that No, that's just what we had. That's all you had? No, yeah. I mean, this guy was coming up in Canada. We're both small. You know, I mean... Yeah, just Graham's... Yeah, one. but... Graham bro. had a T3i, so it's... DSLR came out... It was, well, it was out for a while at the time. So I guess a little film history is like you had film and then things went to gi- digital and it started as like standard def and then it moved into high def. And I had like a little, um, you know, HDV camera that was a good camera, but then quickly it transitioned to DSLR, which gave it more of a film. How old are you? you could do, I'm 82, same as you, 37. Mm-hmm. So we, wow. so then it went to digital, which DSLR gave you the ability digitally to shoot 23.98, which looks more like film opposed to before it was 2997. Mm-hmm. So we, we shot Where's Barry on that, and that camera was affordable for us. I think mm-hmm. it was like 800 bucks, but that's a lot of money for us like back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's, Graham luckily had that camera, so I was like, yeah, let's just do it on that, you know? But yeah, it was originally, it was originally seven, the first cut I showed Bud was, I think, 80 minutes, and then, Bud just like hacked it down. Mm. I sat with him for two full days in his studio. Wow. He invited me to his studio. We sat there. I just milked the notes, wrote pages of notes, notes. We went out for lunch, got tacos. He asked me about my career and what I was doing. And then we went out again and I went back the next day and worked. And then I, he took me out for lunch again and we were sitting. I remember that exact moment we were at the tacos stand that I still go to. And I, we got left the studio to go to lunch and he goes, so what's your deal? Like, what are you, what are you doing? You're just going to work in, I was working in a computer shop at the time, like 32 years old, whatever, making 10 bucks an hour. And he goes, you just going to, you just want to work at a computer shop forever or what's going on? And I said, <laughs> I said, uh, you know, I'll work here for the rest of my life if it affords me to make movies. And he goes, uh, he, uh, he literally slid a key across the table and he said, I want to help you with your career. And then that was it. I was just mm. like, boom, in there every day. And he opened the door, like literally opened the door to my crew. And this guy, just so you know, this guy, Bud, edited The Exorcist. And Flashdance. He nominated twice for an Oscar. And he's an editor. And yeah. he had a facility in the Valley. Yeah, yeah. Um, with editing equipment. Yeah, everything I needed. And um, he just said, you can come in here. And he and gave you, me the And you're still room. working with him. Yeah, yeah, I still work. Uh, wow. So how did you end up, how did you meet him? How did that happen? I was working at the computer shop and he came in one day oh. and I fixed his email, wow. which I still do to this day. It's hilarious, but I fixed his email and I just started talking about editing and how I was working on Where's Barry. I was editing it from my house and I was talking all this editing knowledge because I'm a studio junkie. I've been editing since I was 18. So that's my, that's what I love to do most. So yeah, I, I sent you something. Yeah, but wait, wait, I, wanna, I want you to finish this because it's interesting how people get these hookups that changes everything. I hear it all, like we talk about it often. Yeah. Like some some person you don't know you and you just hook up and then your life changes from then yeah. on because they know they have the resources. Changed my life forever. He he. Uh, so I was talking editing and just he and then he's like talking to me about editing and I didn't know anything about him but I'm like talking like all this stuff right and then he leaves and I like. So you IMDb. didn't know who he was or anything? No, no. Or... I just IMDb'd him and I was like, what? The karate kid, like just like 
all these movies. The original like, Karate yeah, Kid. Yeah. Like all these movies. And I'm like. So he's an older dude. Yeah. Yeah. But is. Bud came up with William Freakin and Robert Downey Sr. He wow. cut Putney Swope, which is the original, like, OG, cult, classic, dark comedy. Putney Swope, if you haven't seen it. Paul Thomas Anderson's favorite movie. Wait, I haven't seen that. It's unbelievable. It's the 60s movies. It literally, like, you couldn't get VHS, so they made it in New York on no money. Bud cut it, and it went... Everyone in New York went to go see it in these little, these little theaters. Who directed it? Robert Downey Sr. Ooh, Robert Downey Jr.'s wrote and directed dad. It. Yeah. So he wrote and directed Putney it. Putney Swope? You got to see it. It's, it's like cult classic. What's Putney Swope? It's making fun of the ad industry about how they just ruin art. But uh, is, that Damn. Put, is Putney like, a, that's just the name of the... I actually don't know the name, but it's the iconic poster of like the middle finger, but it's a hot girl dancing as the middle finger. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Bud... Cut that. So anyways, I talk with Bud and then he... By the way, William Friedkin is like... The man. The, that's the movie we were watching the other day. What, Sorcerer? With, with, no, with, with uh, Cruisin'. Oh, Cruise, Bud cut Cruising. Okay, remember that movie we were watching? Yeah. <laughs> Which one? With, 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 uh, yeah. with the gay cop. With Al Pacino. Al Pacino undercover. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it looks... It just looks amazing. Well, William Friedkin. Is the man. But it, does, does Bud do color? Well, like he's from the film day. So he's just cutting and then it goes off to a lab technicolor, right? right? So, so it's um, hard to pinpoint. I've never, I've never really like... Back in the day, it's all about in-camera capture. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I've just, I've never like thought, oh, great editing. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean if ed- you editing is like, they say it's the hidden art. If you don't notice it's it. storytelling. If you, you don't you, notice it, it's good. Yeah. Well, the thing is with editing, it's you're, you're a writer. Uh-huh. You're working with the material that's been given to you by uh-huh. all the other artists. Wow. And it's like, no, it's the hidden art, man. The editing is the greatest thing in the entire planet. It's the most important thing. Absolutely. You can have the best acting, the best camera shots, and if you don't know rhythm, place, flow, rhythm pace, flow, your movie's garbage. Yeah. No one will watch it. It's all about editing, man. It's all about editing. Yeah. So is he... So, well, so hold on. Does William Friedkin sit in with him? I only met him once. Well, obviously back in the day, like Bud, when I met Bud, he was like retired. Like, yeah, but I'm, yeah, but I'm just wondering like, do really good editors like take a shot at the fucking film before the director like sits and yeah, absolutely. An assembly edit. Wow. That's dope. So So they get to do their own, like, you know what? I want to put this first and then that. And then like, yeah, I I like this take. They're picking the take. Well, okay. So, you know, um, uh, what's the movie with, uh, John Travolta and, and Walking Phoenix, the firefighters. Precinct, thir- Precinct no, um, 13. Uh, District 13. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Uh, 13. Ladder 49. Yeah. Uh, ladder 49. Is that what it is? I think that's what it is. Yeah. So he, he Bud's, the, Bud's the one that put that movie was originally written with the opening scene was supposed to be the end of the movie. And he was like, no, nah, no, nah, this is all wrong. You start your movie like this. Whoa. And that's what he did with my doc. The way my doc opens up, it's all Bud. Wow. Well, I've been in his house when he goes. Roy, you know what's wrong with your documentary? I said, what? And he goes, <laughs> you're starting it wrong. It needs to start at this part. And I was like, oh, shit. C- can you tell us what part that is? It's Richard. Me and Richard just got kicked out of the stand-up club. Um, first day of filming. And he does a poetry sign because Richard's not just a comic. He's an artist. And he does poetry slimes. And I have this uncut clip it's like four minutes 
of him doing his poetry slam about n- not paying this debt to a collector and why to a debt collector. Mm-hmm. And he, uh, and Bud says that's how you should start it. So it's just a raw take of Richard. So I start the movie like that, and then we go into like a montage. And then the movie ends with Richard as a new guy, the new man, on stage doing another monologue of where he's at today. So it's a full bookend. But Bud mm. nailed it, how that movie should, how my doc should start. He was correct. With like the most, like so that, like it starts with like the best. Well, he said that we got to start it. Um, so you can we, see his talent. Yes, and he goes, unfeathered right so it's like when he said he goes when i started um uh flash dance he's like i just needed the shots of the girl riding the bike so we don't have to know the character yet mm. we don't have to tell everything you know like people want to tell their movies right now but it's like no no you need to allow it's like a meal like italian meal right like you have this and then you have this and you have this you eat it and you eventually digest the movie as it's coming across right so you want your information to always be digestible as the audience is taking it in. Mm. So Richard wasn't drunk because most rest of the movie, like the next 40 minutes is just wall to wall talking, Richard drunk, hitting rock bottom, mm-hmm. right? Running himself into the ground until he has nothing. And he's in a homeless shelter. So that's the very depressing, right? Yeah. So at the beginning we wanted a neutral, he said you need a neutral stance on Richard. So we don't know exactly how to take him, but we see his talent and then you get to form your opinion. So, later. so Richard is, a comedian from Canada yes. who was like popping. And then, no, no, he never, he never really became mainstream. He's but he like, was like a credible, cool, he's respected. Just, uh, he's like an underground comic, like an underground artist. Like who would be like an underground artist that you love that not everyone would know? Well, I don't know how big. Not like, even big. Like, you'd but like, like Canada knew Like him? local legend. Really? Like, you know what I mean? Like, so Vancouver, anytime you went into a club in Vancouver, so Richard's did, on stage. Okay. Okay. Well, that's different. And so. he's the guy that's like shredding the audience and never had a sitcom, never made it to the States, never nothing, just grinded but it out everybody, touring across Canada. But everybody in Vancouver and Canada like knew who he in was. In the scene. In the scene. But, but like, that's still, no, that's something. That's enough to make a documentary. That's what I loved about it. Right. I was like, I don't want, like, I don't want, it's not about him being famous. Mm-hmm. It's just this, this guy hit rock bottom in his life. He just happens to be a comedian. And he's good. Deadly good. He's dead. That's what makes it. So Savage. Roy did a documentary about this guy. He spent 10 years yeah, doing 10 this years. documentary. Yeah. That's and how long it took? Or that's 10, how long? Wow. 10 years, yeah. 11 years to finally get the release. Um, so was this guy just a friend of yours? Well, n- no. Uh, so I did stand up when I was 18. And I just quickly learned that it wasn't really my yeah, form of expressing Roy myself. Roy is like bad. really funny though. Roy yeah. But not so... on the level of like a stand-up. Stand-ups are well-crafted oil writing yeah, machines, yeah. right? Yeah, it's a different that's, thing. That's, I want to yeah. be behind a camera. I want to tell my stories that way. Yeah. So I knew right away I'm not going to fucking be a comedian. <laughs> so, But the first time I ever did stand-up, Richard was headlining that night at Yuck Yucks. I did a five-minute open mic set at, a, at an amateur night. I go backstage and Richard's there laughing and he goes, good set kid. And I was like, Oh man, like fucking Richard let fucking like, you know? So I was like, Oh, that's cool. But I never talked to him for years. But anytime you go around, like Richard's there doing stand up, fucking blasting a heckler, just killing the set, you know? And, uh, and, uh, so I, I, it wasn't until years later, I started writing and producing my own, I took out a loan, bought my own camera gear, bought my own mics, bought everything I needed to produce a, a web series called The Backshop Show. There's a story in my head that I wanted to tell, so I just bought what I needed to to tell the story. I wrote a character that I wanted Richard to play. So I reached out to a mutual friend, Danny Mendelo, 
and said, hey, he was a stand-up comic at the time my age. I said, hey, I have this role for that I'd like Richard to play. Do you think he'd be into it or is he just kind of like not into that? Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he's going to be like, who's this weird young kid? Like, get away from me. He was like, no, he'd love it. And then we'd never connected. A few months later, Richard, uh, Danny connected on Facebook saying, hey, Roy, Richard's looking for us, someone to shoot a one-man show and I'm recommending you. Do you guys want to meet up for a meeting? The first meeting Richard didn't show up for because he's like that. And then uh, the second meeting he met me and uh, he wanted me to shoot a one-man show, his one-man show called Never Be Done. Mm-hmm. And instead he, I said, okay. So we, I said, well, let's start filming it now because we wanted to shoot all this cool like BTS for it. And then that's how like, I wasn't planning on making a documentary. I was you just have to tell me what BTS is. Behind the scenes. Oh, okay. So I was just shooting stuff and then we went out that night to the club and we got, he got booted from the club for being so vulgar or got into an argument with the club owner. And then that's when I recorded the intro to the documentary. And then from that day on, it just was me hanging out with him, shooting stuff. But then quickly, did you he started get any of like of the control. argument with him and the guy? No, I was like deadly scared. Cause I walked in with but the camera. But if you would have got that. Oh man, I got, yeah. I mean, yes, that would have been great, but it's still, it just would have been an interesting way to start it. I guess it's, yeah. making a movie is like, you get what you get and then you hope you got it. Yeah. Yeah. You can't get everything right. You're yeah. Just... And so like for me, when I walked in with my camera, the club was like, what are you doing here? Who are you filming for? And I was like, uh, Richard asked me to be here. And he's like, you can't, uh, he started yelling at me. So I was like, oh, I'm sorry. So I sat down in, in the corner with my Isn't camera. That fucking so lame. It's crazy. And then Richard came in like, and they why? just collided. Like why? <laughs> because they have their own camera and you got to approve it with their, the uh, manager. Oh, they know. have it's their own. Like, um, it was just a bit of an ego battle. Just Richard but, had, but a, I remember like the same thing was like the Roxy was like that, and like all the places we used to perform as. Like if you wanted to film the show, you had to get clear. You had to like clear. You got to pay a location fee. It's like you gotta, it's like yeah. Oh well, now watch me film the show. Yeah, exactly. Right. It's just like weird how you kind of you can just see things. You can see the future, and then you see all the people that are still it's talking stuck about the thing from past. yesterday. Yeah. So, like I see something happening right now with this anonymity thing. Can, yeah. Can, with AA. Yeah. You know. I mean, you did it, dude. You have like two hundred eighty-five thousand followers. Like this is incredible. You did it. No, but I'm I, saying I don't know anyone who's. Done I'm sorry. It. What are you saying, Billy? Can we what? Can I ask a couple of questions like I usually do just to get to know Roy? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Would that be all right, Roy? Absolutely. Ask. So, ask so you're from Canada. Where? So I'm originally born in Fort Francis, Ontario. It's a small town by, Win- by Thunder Bay, Winnipeg. Okay, and, and like real small. But what do you mean by small town? Not suburbs or anything 6, like that? 6,000 people. Wow. Yeah. That is small. That's like yeah. less than my high school. Yeah, it's oh. like middle of, the, middle of like northwestern Ontario, Canada, like woods. Wow. Yeah. And, and so when, when did you get this dream of... Uh, being an artist or a, a photographer or, or what are a producer? Is that what you would call yourself? I call myself a director. Director. Yeah. Director. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, when did that, were you young when you got that idea? Uh, well, it all started with, uh, yes. Um, when I was a kid, like five or like eight, nine, uh, I wanted to do puppet shows. So I just put on puppet shows for the neighborhood. But I liked the whole idea of like building the set, 
getting the puppets, naming the puppets, writing the script. Like I like the whole thing. Interesting, so, interesting. So, and so do you then come, I started writing after that. Do you come from like a wealthy family, a poor family, a middle of the road family? Yeah, it's definitely say wealthy family. Uh, my parents they're they're separated. They divorced when I was in grade one. My dad is a customs officer. My mom was um, worked also worked for the school system. So they both had government jobs that were pretty steady Eddie, but you so know, upper I, middle lived, class. I, lived, I, I wouldn't say upper middle class. Uh, cause my, my mom didn't make a ton of money to support. However, I wasn't like in a, in like a, like I had a, a decent home and middle of the road. Yeah. Middle of the road. Good parents. You know? and, and what kind of kid were you? Were you shy, awkward, outgoing, weird, uh, cool jock? I think, Kind of, I guess how I am now, I mean, whatever you'd label me now, I feel like that's how I've always been is like, I've always been into sports and loved being around people and always had lots of friends. And Oh, so you were like a social, well-rounded kind of kid. How'd you become an alcoholic or a drug addict or whatever it is that you are? Uh, I think it, you know, is it running the family? Yeah, I think to a degree. Um, I think really what it is, is that, uh, I don't even know if like, if I would even say I alcoholic addict i've always said that i just say that because it only cost me a dollar to fucking get shit off my chest it's like fucking sure is that what we're calling ourselves sir alcoholic that's why i always just go like <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's why i always just go like no man i'm just a self-absorbed person so who's you, sad <laughs> you you can drink and use drugs safely no 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 that's why i'm saying it does get technical like oh. obviously that was abused later in my life right what was it alcohol drugs y- yes Alcohol, Which? alcohol was always that thing that I believe created a character that avoided who I am today because I was scared of being who I am today. So it was like, you know, wanting to be cool, wanting to fit in. So of course I had to drink and follow the crowd in that regard. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, I love taking psychedelics like magic mushrooms. Oh, hell yeah. 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 That's, this is my, that was just it for me. Like. Just endless amount of mushrooms. How much time do you did have? You, did you pick them? Pardon me? How much time do you have? Right now? Like sober time? Mm-hmm. So I'm five and a half years. So I'll have six years October 27th of this year. Congratulations. Thank you. Okay, you can go back. I, I, I just don't know. Like if I was listening to a podcast, right? And, and, and there was this guest who I'd never heard of before, right? I don't know that I would necessarily care where they were born. Like, whenever I'm watching a documentary on, like, Eric Clapton, you know the part where it's, like, his whole childhood? Like, I don't yeah. care about that. I know. I it's didn't just, put it- like, I don't care who your parents were, where you're from. Like, I just want to know what's, like, like when did you get... I want to know the shit, you know, but, and that's like Eric Clapton. But uh, to to what I get, you know what why I mean? Billy was, like why here. This is why I appreciate the question Billy asked, is because it means something to me, you know, because I'm I'm from there. But also, like when I would hear that people are from like small towns, I'm like, oh, so like you don't have to be from a city because that was my. Well, perception. I'll tell you why I asked the question because now you're making dough. You just pulled up in the bitching car. <laughs> And you were talking about how oh, you, were, really? you were working well, well, in a computer shop and, you know, not make 10 bucks an hour. Yeah. And you ran into a dude in Los Angeles and you had a talent and a passion. And he saw that. Mm. And what car? You, and tears come to your eyes when you talk about it. Yeah. And that's why I want to say where you came from and who you are, because it, it, 
to me, it, it's interesting. I, I guess to a lot of people, it's yeah. not. Well, but no, all that. That means any sack of shit anywhere might be able to become something, exactly. right? Well, exactly. all that stuff is interesting. But where he's from and who his parents were, like. I'm not calling you a sack of shit. You know no, what I'm saying? No, I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah. Anyone can make it out of anywhere. It doesn't matter what denomination or. Okay, but said. like, so are you saying that if you're born in LA or like Chicago or New York, you have like a. It's easier to make it? No, not at all. I just. No, but I'm just wondering if Billy's oh. saying that. No, I'm not saying that, but. <laughs> so why does where he was born matter? Well, it, all the other stuff. Yeah, does it matter. is. It is a little. It doesn't make a difference if you're born in some small, obscure town. You may never make it out of that town. You know, right? In L.A., you could just bump in. I bump into movie stars here and there. Yeah, but I it mean, it just happens. Not that they're going to jive with me or anything, but well, it's it just interesting to know. I would have never char- met Bud Smith in Fort Francis, even with the fucking movies. I want to know who the fucking character is before they start doing whatever it is they do, because otherwise. I don't really give a shit. Like I want to, yeah. I want to know who I'm dealing with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like a character <laughs> building thing. I don't know. I mean, no, that's good. <laughs> I personally don't. But this that's is why, why I love Pat. But that's why this is a great dynamic because I wouldn't. Like I just want to get into the fucking shit. Well, what do you want? Now ask your question. Like he asked his question. What well, do you want to ask? What would be told, a Pat you guys question? are gonna jive? Like you know, like yeah. Well, I always feel like with Pat from the moment I met you, Pat, I was like. <laughs> Oh, this is just a lifelong artist, buddy, that I'll just, no matter where I go, what I do, what happens, it's like, talk to him tomorrow, bam, same thing, we're on the yeah, same level. Yeah, like, Well, I mean, look, I, I just think that, you know... Harry, can I ask one more question? Yeah. All right, Gu- hey, Gus, yeah. what do you think? Does it matter that, that at all? <laughs> That's the question. Does cool. it matter at all? No, I, I kind of see both points. Like, I think it's cool that... Um, he came from a small town where, like, nothing probably fucking happens ever. To like, hey, man, I got to put my money together and buy a camera and like go to L.A. and figure this out. Like there's something there's like an integrity there. There's like, you know what I mean? Where I but I see what Pat's saying, too. It's like it doesn't matter how you got there. Everybody's story is different. But, how you know, that you're there and what's what's going on. But also it has to do with like the alcoholism thing. I think that's important because we're talking about like a character. And if there was some trauma in his childhood, like that's also important. It was interesting because he didn't. He came from. He's a pretty rounded guy. Yeah. He came. He, he wasn't a weirdo or anything, and he came from a decent family. Mm-hmm. And so that's interesting to me. So I think that like I didn't come from a perfect family. No, of course not. Like, and, and, and not that's not a shot towards my family. I mean, but, like no family's perfect. However, like you know, we had our. That's pretty our ups normal. And down. Yeah, it was yeah, we pretty, had our ups and But down. I think what makes it important on this podcast is because. We, he's an alcoholic and there are other people in recovery that may or may not be able to identify with his thing. But if it's like, sometimes I just think about like what I'm interested you, in. This is but how maybe I'm mm-hmm. just a little bit harder to entertain. Like, well, I don't want to know, like even when like we're even when like Mark Marin is interviewing like Jeff Bridges, like as soon as they start talking about like his childhood, it's like, I'm like checking out. It's so funny because when you guys start talking about your shit, I check out. Right. No, funny, I'm just Billy. like, whatever. Who cares? Wow. Hey, Billy. No, I actually see I that's mean, one I, of my I, favorite parts in interviews. I love to know, like, I want to know Stanley Kubrick's dad was a doctor. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I wanted to know he was from, like, I, that's me, though. I, I I'm mean, the same way. I like to know that stuff. 
But hey, yeah. everyone, like I said, digests well, information. Which, I think that's why it's a good dynamic because he's going to get into all yeah. the stuff. And I'm I think it was a good question. Really. About I think it was good. I liked it. <laughs> well, like, no. Because it started with the filming and the, the, what's going on. And then he brought you back to your childhood. So it's yeah, like the intimate. editing. It was a good edit. Yeah. it's, it's yeah. Honestly, it brings it more. Thanks, for me, guys. it's like yeah. I say, I appreciate the question because it's. Adds an intimacy for me. I, I appreciate yeah, it. People, people, like, people, yeah. people don't care right? about DSLR and video one and what the fuck high definition. Do, but it's a very most calm. don't. Bad <laughs> most <laughs> don't. Most don't even know what the difference Gus, is, right? Can you? You're peeking. Well, because I don't have you. I don't. I don't have I anything just, in my phone. You know. I don't. There's nothing in my ears. Okay. <laughs> Um, so I don't want to talk about DSLRs either. Yeah, I, I, just, I do. I love. I'm a yeah. like a total nerd when it comes to that. But yes, I I appreciate okay. it okay. not so, being okay, the subject no. of the conversation. Cool. Are you serious? Yeah. Okay, something's wrong here with this setup. Who set Fuck. it up? It, it, do they screw tight? Do those? I couldn't. I can't hear myself either. That's no, why I'm no, like no, yelling. No, it's, I don't hear you yelling. Do you don't. No, you sound normal. No, but this is no. This is what you gotta. Just everyone be careful how close you get to the mic. Yeah. You don't want to be touching the mic because you were just touching the mic and it was just peaking. I wasn't touching it. Okay, so check it out. I mean, Pat, you know my past where I work at a recording studio for six years recording people. It's, uh, it's, it's definitely peaking. Yeah. Well, learn, learn how to give a little monitor. Yeah, no, we, 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 we do need to get like a preamp. Or no, we need to get like a limiter, like a nice Avalon limiter that will that will help. Or just like a little mixing thing where you can send the signal out to people's ears, and you know. Mm-hmm. See, this is where you're I have one. I can actually bring you one. I think I do have one, mm-hmm. like a little mixer to like. So you're saying you can't hear yourself? Barely. Okay. Well, let me see. <laughs> I mean, your voice is different. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it's really really quiet. Yeah. Wow. Isn't there like a, a volume on the headphone jack? I don't want to talk about this anymore. Okay, because so I do have. There's, I know what I'm doing, and there's three headphones going to one. All right, I have an opportunity to calm you down and to be of service, <laughs> Pat. Yeah. Good, good luck, Pat. Here it is. Ready? Yeah. Give me a cigarette. Okay. So, do you know? Is there another splitter in the? We we need another headphone splitter, because what it is is all three of those are going into one, and mine's Uh, going into the other. So I want to put if there's another one, then I can turn mine down. But uh, yeah, you're a funny guy. Thank you. So are you? Oh, that's good. Dude, I remember, like, obviously I got to know Roy through primetime, but we had never, like, really hung out until we were at Pat's oh, studio on West Bend, and you did that, like, Guns N' Roses skit. Do you remember doing that? Oh, yeah. With the cash? Yeah, with the cash. Oh, you like, 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 fucking Guns N' Roses. Yeah. Oh, when I was talking about <laughs> the best album, album is Gun- yeah. Use Your Illusions too. No, and you're like, dude, <laughs> you're like, you're not a band if you have a saxophone player. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, Pat, it's not a band. Yeah, 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 yeah. You have a fucking there, turntable. Oh, wow. That's on. much better. Oh, you fixed yeah. it. There it is. How are, are you? I sound great. Okay, this is it's I'm a tricky. fucking loud. <laughs> if you got a sax player in your band, you're not a band. Cigarette? Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. <laughs> that's not a band. Yeah. Pot's bond. Okay, so you and you can look at, you can watch these videos on, on YouTube. Sweet. Um, under the Ridge. Um, Man, this is so fun, this podcast, because all the other podcasts I've been doing to promote the movie have all been through Zoom. They're fun, but uh, like yeah. this, is in, this is the first yeah. one in person. It's great. Right. No masks. Well, I mean, but oh, also... Right, yeah. Yeah. I did Aaron Berg's podcast, by the way, hilarious comedian out of New York. 
I did his podcast. So good. Aaron Berg's man. Um, but so we, we, oh, we were talking about filming. Yeah. How do you feel about like filming? I, I've been kind of on this new trip recently about like, there's all these people like going into like government run, like facilities, like, huh? which are pretty much owned by the people. Right. And under our first amendment, right. Yeah. We can film anything we want. Oh, freedom of press and radio. Yeah. So they go into the DMV and they're just filming everything. Mm. And then you start to see people like they start tripping out. Yeah. You stop you filming that. Yeah. Stop filming. You're not, uh, allowed, no. you're not allowed to film in here. And, and then he just goes, no, I'm allowed to film in here. Well, in a private business, I think you, well, these are all, these going. are all, well, I don't think you should be not be, I think you should be able to film everywhere. All the time. Unless it's a private business. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, but if you can't... I'm just saying, I'm not allowed to in a private business, but I think... Or maybe, you just have to ask. Right, but but, but what I'm saying is like, forget about what the rules and the laws are. Like, what do you think about like, just people filming shit? I mean, whatever it takes to express yourself, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like... I mean, like, uh, like the the, the cop with the knee on his fucking face. Like, what if someone wasn't filming that? Yeah. Or all the brutal... Like, all the shit that people used to get away with. Yeah. Like, you can't get away... I'm fucking... Yeah. I'm going to show the world what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a, I think there could be like a real revolution happening with that. With like there, just film. there is yeah. right it's now. It's new technology, right? Can, it's just is new it technology. possible to turn me down at all? Yeah. No, it's just. But then he won't be able to hear, and neither will he, and you, neither will I. So he wants it loud. So I don't know what to do. Okay. Well, I mean, if you want to, if you weird. want to take it down a bit, I'm, I'm okay with that. Like, I mean, if we can find a happy medium here, I'm open to it. Yeah. You just need a little like four channel mixer. It's I not know. That I'm difficult. gonna get one. I mean, I think I even have one, dude. I'm just, like, I'm, I'm ready to spend some more money here. I know. I just dropped like 600 bucks on Amazon. I mean, I'm yesterday. spending <laughs> Dude, so that much. car's dope. The I FJ like... Cruiser? Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, it's a 2000, I was just telling Gus about it. It's 2008 Toyota FJ Cruiser picked up for 20 grand, like back in 2016. And it had 60,000 miles on it. Like, I was like, oh my God, this is it amazing. It looks like new. You must take good care of it. I actually... Yeah, I do. I, I, uh, it was the first vehicle I've ever bought on a car loan. Up until that, I just owned shitty cars for like a thousand bucks, fifteen hundred bucks. So yeah, I definitely try and take as good care of it as I possibly can. What's he doing? I don't know. Oh, Veronica, you want me to not smoke? I cannot smoke. I don't Pat be smokes anyways. Disrespectful. So it's normal. Okay. So when are we doing this movie? What do you think? What's up? How do you think we should approach it? I think Mike might fucking just not like me anymore, honestly. I don't know. You'd have to talk to Mike. I know. I just, he, he wasn't feeling like me posting about like my experience in a, a have you ever spoken to him about any of that? Uh, you know, I don't really feel comfortable <laughs> talking about Mike without Mike being in the room. Yeah. Uh, uh but, uh, I mean, I, I, I love Mike. I, I like, yeah, so do I. And, uh, I, I'll, you or know, or let like me ask you this: uh, What are your what are your thoughts on that? On what me like filming my shares in AA? I mean, if I was at the meeting, I probably wouldn't like it. Right. Even if it was just me. Like to be honest with you, I had I kept an open mind tonight because I 
have rigorously in my life kept my anonymity right until tonight like in regard to the live stream and talking about openly i i i have i don't talk about it on i've never talked about this on a public why um because it's something that um it's sacred to me um what what i've been through and sure what i'm doing it it, it's important to me and it's sacred and uh it's not something that i want to go off and and advertise however I'm not want I don't want to also be that guy that's completely blocking it out. I I I see what Pat's creating over here. I support it. I think it's great. So when he asked me to be a part of it, I said, "You know what? I want to be open to this experience as well." Mm-hmm. But does that mean I'm going to openly talk about my sobriety now for the rest? No. I'll I you know, I'll probably you know, go back to just keeping it my anonymity on it like in that in that I, I've just I've found that like there's so many people struggling yeah I agree and that's why and, I'm saying I don't believe you're you're well, asking let, me to come let, on let here let me just like, I think just, that you fin- let me finish anyways yes sorry, let me just finish yeah so there are so many people out there in the world struggling who don't know what AA is yeah. or don't even have access to meetings or don't even really understand that there are like people that are sober like it's weird especially in other countries so i almost feel like it's my obligation in a way to share what i've been given Mm -hmm. right they say you can't keep it unless you give it away Mm -hmm. especially in the quarantine where we can't go to meetings even so i almost feel like okay how am i going to give this away and there also is the abuse that you lose it yeah so 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 how am i going to give it away I gotta. I I should be posting about it unless I have some kind of job that I'm afraid to lose, or whatever. If unless there's some specific reason why I can't for selfish reasons, you know. But like I just feel like and 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 the, what I've been seeing in return is fucking insane. Yeah, the amount of people that are getting inspired and like motivated to be able to stay sober and to get sober and then just like the overwhelming like pain and suffering just the messages about like all the fuck i don't know what to do i'm so miserable my boyfriend my son like it's just like all right well here look check out my share on youtube yeah i just feel like we're at a place now where like things are changing and this this anonymity thing is just we're, we're preventing so many people from hearing this message. Well, the, to be the devil's advocate, which I'm not taking a stance on it. I think like yeah, I said, yeah. what you're doing, I, I, I think it's great. I believe in, it. I believe it's coming from a pure place from you. I don't think yeah. you're doing it to, you know, I mean, not everyone know. has to do it exactly, but, but like, don't get mad at me for helping people. Well, I think I, I, I'm, I'm really, not saying you are, yeah, yeah, but yeah. like, there people, what, but right. People Michael, are going to have their own opinions, right? Yeah. Which that's the way of the world. Um, but I, I was, what I was getting at was saying is that also I always understood that the seventh tradition is because of the people that maybe, maybe already be famous. They get sober and then they relapse and it gives a bad name. Yeah. Yeah. That's the ongoing. Right. And I'm not, I'm not, and that's what I'm saying. So like I get the balance of both sides. That's what I'm saying for myself. Like if I'm going on a podcast, um, I've done sober podcasts, right? Like in, and you know, like I said to you, there's some podcasts where I, I don't, share no one's asking me and i'm not mm-hmm. volunteering the information however coming here tonight like 
obviously that's what you're doing over here. And that's part of the reason why I'm invited. So I'm like, well, yeah, why would I say, Pat, I'm not going to talk about my sobriety. You'd kind of be like, well, that's what I'm doing. Like, I'm not going to have you on the show. Honestly, no, I I still would. Oh, okay. Well, that's cool. But either way, I'm I'm totally, I'm I'm into tonight. I'm totally comfortable. I'm, I'm okay with breaking my anonymity. I love the meeting that we did before and I'm, I'm all about it. And And, and also, you know, I I felt the love in the room. I don't think anyone was judging me. I definitely didn't feel like I had to be someone that I'm not. And what I like about what, what Pat's doing and what this whole thing is, there's always been such a negative stigma on sobriety and that Mm -hmm. like, if you're an AA, you're kind of a loser. And now, like, this is breaking that barrier. What's wrong with you? Yeah. It's like, okay. Everyone fuck. suffers you have from a pro- alcoholism. Yeah. Like, it's not a big, it's not a big deal. You know well, what I mean? Like, it's not. But also, it's like not showing, terminal. But also kind of showing it what it really is. Well, here's what I What always, is it really And that it's okay. Like, like if you no, don't, no, no, I'm you saying don't have like, to be embarrassed that you have No, no. But problem. what I'm saying is, what does it really look like to, to, to stay? So what do you, what are we actually doing yeah. in here? I don't want that to be a secret. Yeah. And because at, for like, I know I'm, I'm just I'm, looking at my part. Yeah. That's I'm, pretty I'm much saying all that from ex, Like from the way when like Pat first took me to a primetime meeting, I walked in and I shrugged. I was like, nah, this ain't me. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I'm not these guys. I was like that. Like, you know what I mean? And like talking about it, about it and breaking that barrier. Like you're just men amongst men. Right. You know what I mean? Like, that's why I always say if it takes, if all I got to say is I'm an alcoholic and here's a fucking dollar, but I get to get to bottom of my self pity and selfishness and self absorption. I'm fucking all there. Yeah. But also you have to remember, we didn't do, we weren't doing a, a meeting an AA meeting outside. That wasn't an AA meeting. Oh, okay. That was a sermon on the Mount meeting. Oh, that's true. With, that's with, true. with, 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 um, you know, yeah. DDA does hallucinogenics all the time. Yeah, yeah. He's not. He's far from well, sober. Before I got still... before I got sober, I actually uh, was in another twelve step meeting, adult children of alcoholics and dysfunctional families. That's where I started for I a year. That was a really good program. How was that? It's it's intense. It's heavy. Yeah, I got a lot out of it. I still re- relate to all that work and dig back there. That to me is where the root of all of it is. It's the reason why I drink. It, it. I worked the. I went into that program first because I, I didn't know what being sober was getting at. And I think that that was just too far for me to fathom, but it got me into the 12 steps, which got me in touch with me, which got me in touch with a higher power. And then from there I realized like, Oh, now I'm face to face with these problems I have. And a lot of the problems were coming because of my abuse of drugs and alcohol. And I was like, Oh, okay. I'm being a hypocrite now and I don't want to be that. So I made that leap into going, okay, well, if I, I believe that anyone who's ever done anything great had to sacrifice something. So what was I willing to sacrifice? Okay, well, I can at least give up drinking and clean up my life before I go upon judging others. So that's yeah. why I was like, I'm going to make that leap and start getting sober. And that's kind of probably why, that's why I remember us talking about you. You didn't really have that big of a problem. I think I caught it early to be yeah. honest with you. Like I, you I raised I, your I, bottom through that program. Yeah. Like I talked to people like, that's why I related to the prime time so much because meetings I was going to was all about these low bottom drunkologues. And I was like, man, that's just not me. Like, yeah. sure. I had some dark days. However, like, you know, I don't, yeah, I, mean, I don't I, always relate. I, I, I was the same thing yeah. with you. That's why it took me so long to like, you know, admit and, yeah. and come to and, and, and do a step one. Man, it says in the big book, selfishness is self-absorption yeah. that we think. Right. And I'm like, that's it for me. 
That's a beautiful thing that you guys didn't have to like lose. You know, that the bottoms can be raised. You don't yeah. have to lose everything and yeah. your health and everything else before you get sober. Yeah, so I could have went. I could have went for way a much longer time. Yeah. Well, you got sober young too. Yeah, but I could. Yeah, but I I had like you know I totaled a couple cars, got a couple DUIs, got kicked out of my. But I still could have kept going. My dad would enable me till I was fifty. Yeah. And that's, that's honestly what I saw too, right? Like, and, and luckily, like I say, the, the beautiful part of 12 step programs is the fellowship. And then, like I said, being blessed with another man who I could trust, that I grew to have trust with, that I could be honest with, that helped me move to those deeper places within me. Was that your sponsor or someone else? Um, we never gave it the official title of like, he said, sure, I'll be your sponsor. Right. But we always just look at it as like, this is my guy that, that I can just call One still to this day working with another. Yeah. Like I, I still talk to him, you know, and run everything by him. He's, he's Did my he dude. Did he take you through the steps though, or, or someone else? No, nah, like he, I had a sponsor here, boots on the ground in LA oh, okay. that in both programs that took me through the steps. Um, and he's just always been a part of that journey. So, so here's the thing I'm seeing a lot right now, right? I'm seeing one thing I'm seeing that we just did a podcast with Randy Mm -hmm. is that this whole alcoholism, alcoholics anonymous, it's not about alcohol. It's not, it's kind of a fucking, it's really the worst name that it could possibly have. I just feel like there are so many people struggling there's a solution, right? It's, it's really like a, a, a God thing, but to be, to break it down in a more applicable specific way, it's like these 12 steps, which basically is just like looking inwardly. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's getting in touch with the self. That's how I was. It's like my self-absorption, my narcissism. It's about me. Stop being a douchebag. So, so, but what I'm saying is that this is like something that could like help the world. Yeah. This is what I always love. The, the, someone told me once the big book is just the working man's Bible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, but, 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 I was like, I like, that. but it's limited to alcoholics. Right. And that's you, like a problem, you but there's that, also 72 other variations of the 12 steps. Yeah. And the, based it based off almost of, kept me out of AA cause yeah. I was a drug addict. A I, lot I knew of that. I knew yeah. that, but and I then, didn't think I was an alcoholic and then, and com- I didn't go to AA for years. I went well, to MA. I went to NA. I yeah. went to all these other A's. And then AA is always uh, to me. AA is always the OG. It lays it on the table. It gets to the root of whatever's going on. It, you sober up, get real about your life. There's no, there's no bend there in A. Yeah. That's why I love it. And Me so, too, yeah. And combine that with the anonymity factor, and we're missing millions of people that are suffering, mm-hmm. and they're just not hearing the message. Well, you're right about that prejudgment. I had prejudgments of AA too, and like we all came in uncomfortable like that. Mm-hmm. And you have this idea of what it's about, and it's not about that. Yeah. I mean, it's really about yeah. living a, a certain... I mean, it's about... What is it? it says in that big book, the whole big book, the whole reason for it is having a spiritual awakening. Exactly. That's the reason for the big book. Yeah. Yeah. And also, too, as I look at it is um, um, with the whole, you know, this this journey that that uh, that I'm that I've been on, it's it really is getting in touch with the, you know, the true the the Roy that, that God made. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? That like, Hey, the real Roy. <laughs> yeah. Like who, and that's a, that's a process, you know what I sure mean? Is. And and I always came to it. So how am I going to get, find out who the real Roy is if I'm fucking still sipping on little cocktails? You're not. Yeah. You're not, you know, and it's, I get it. It's scary and it's a big leap. And I remember the first time I heard chapter five, you know, and then I went to my first meeting. I was like, fuck, how am I ever going to go to a Dodger game? How am I going to do anything? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, fuck. And then, you know what? The crazy part is unlock my life. So did, when you were asking me about Bud, that all happened. Like it was literally a gift from God when I made that decision to get sober. Within those 60 days, like car broke down, but insurance gave me a, new, a better vehicle, a safer one. And then locked in this huge contract, locked in the beginning of what has turned out to be an amazing contract and opportunity with a a company to do what I love. And then by these little things like say yes to everything, you know, when you hear these little terms in AA, like Bud and Scott right there to embrace me, that all just boom, turn. And it it was like, it's like being open to life. Yeah, it's crazy. And and it's just, there's just such a different energy about you. You know what I mean? About people when they're sober. And it's just every time I go, you know, I'm 10 months sober now, but every time I'm near someone or an old friend or like, whoa, dude, let's like, what's new about it? Like something's yeah. different, yeah, you yeah. know? And it's like, you don't even need to try. Yeah, I see well, that's that the in point. you guys. Yeah, yeah sure. I actually picked up on that vibe when you walked in and when I was talking to you, I didn't want to like, I just, that's why I eventually asked. I was like, oh, are you sober now? And yeah. I didn't want to come across rude because I know that. Yeah. I wouldn't say you were in and out. You were, Oh, I was, that's were, what, yeah, that I was oh, like okay. feeling so you, it out. Yeah. I was yeah, in yeah. and out. Like I was sober or I was dry for a year. I'm like, I don't need to do these I remember steps. That, yeah. yeah. Even when I shared about my wish, I'm like, I did no steps. I came to this meeting, but I yeah. didn't drink Yeah, and like, it didn't work. Yeah, you know what I mean? Not until like, I really like surrendered. The key is that you're actually not trying like before you were trying so hard. Yeah. To like like not be in, uh, yeah. Well, no, I'm saying when you go around your friends, like I'm doing this, I'm doing that. Now yeah. you're just, you're good. Yeah. Well, so what you're I, actually yeah, yeah. trying less. What yeah. I love what we're talking about here is that I've always believed that recovery has come, like recovery healing, I like to call it. Healing has come so far from when the big book was written. Right. You know what I mean? And that's yeah. the beautiful part. Like it started with these two guys yeah. and a group of people. And now look where we're at today yeah. where there's, different variations of the 12 steps. There's all different, like there's just like but, in the 1930, like us sitting around, like yeah. what? Well, what? Like you couldn't, you, that's why Amity didn't exist. You didn't want to go into work being like, oh, I'm an alcoholic. Like fuck, well, okay. I'm going to lose my job. You know, nowadays, like people don't give a fuck. <laughs> they, right. they, they actually like it. It's crazy. Like whenever they I, you go, they respect that it. you're sober. Like it doesn't matter who it is. Like but, you, see, you see these posts on Instagram, like four or five years sober. And it's like, 80 fucking million comments like i'm so proud of you that's so cool so here's the thing that i think we all need to recognize and understand is that it it is the anonymity thing is over it's over i mean i'm seeing you know on tiktok there's this whole the reason i'm so popular is because there's a whole subculture of sobriety Mm -hmm. and like you know um people in rehabs what what do you just a lot i mean and look the whole like so I guess that's kind of what I want to talk about a little bit is like these traditions were written before the internet, before technology, before we were able to have every little thing because it's like back when they were written, it was like, Oh, the press, whatever they say is what everyone has to believe. Yeah. So it's like kind of scary. It's like, Oh, this guy, like, did you hear the Rob Lowe podcast with um, Joe Rogan? 
I only listened to a little bit of that, but so, yes, I know what you're talking about. So into the middle of the podcast, Rob Lowe's sober mm-hmm. and they start talking about it. Yeah. And Rob's like, you know, he's a celebrity. He doesn't know what to say. He's like, well, you know, I want to try to, there are some people in the program, like some old timers that would be upset with me if I, so my thing is like, look, dude, never expose anyone else's anonymity. Never. Yeah. Okay. But if I'm, if I'm choosing, yeah. which is why I mentioned if I'm filming myself, I mean, we're recording the meeting anyway. So what's the difference? It's weird. So if I, I just wanted to post a video on Instagram of me sharing, mm-hmm. you know, it's getting recorded anyway, the audio mm-hmm. and that audio is being put on a website. So what's the difference? I don't know. Yeah, I don't either. But I like, I guess the difference is, um, it's video of me. I don't know. But like, I'm just saying that now that we, now that we do have the internet and now that we are able to like the whole thing, Joe, Joe's whole thing was like, that's kind of retarded. Like if you go to the gym and you don't work out, you're not going to get ripped. Like yeah. his analogy was like, if you got sober and you're a celebrity and then you aren't sober anymore, it's like anything else in life. You just didn't you know, not, no one's perfect. And it doesn't say if, if, if people are making a negative judgment on AA because someone didn't stay sober, that's like very ignorant mm-hmm. and naive. Well, I look at it like, see, that's what I'm saying. Like, I believe this is all <clears throat> an internal journey, uh, for myself. Like for me personally, would I like do what you do is film someone at a meeting. If I did, I personally would be like, Hey guys, frame me out of AA because I'm not asking everyone in AA if this is cool, which I believe I would want to show the respect to that. And other people in it, I don't know if I'd want to have their faces or at least blur no, them I'm out. No, I'm saying, I no, would, no, no. I would more, like I'm saying, that's all I'm saying for me, like leaving the personal choice in it. Like, I don't think you're going to, like, who cares? Like if I, like me break my hand, maybe a bunch, if some old timer or newcomer came up to me, he was like, you should have never talked about AA. Like I was worried about with my doc. Like why are you bringing AA into your doc? And I'm like, yeah, like that, like, man, like if you're asking me that question, you just told me everything about you. I need to know. Right. Don't worry about me. Okay. So you did, you talked about AA in your documentary. Of course. It's part of Richard's journey. It's exactly what I'm but saying. But here's the big issue. That's whatever. But also just so you know, I was only filming myself, but there's other, I've seen clips where you can see other people in it of my shit. Yeah. Like you can see other people's faces and shit like that. Like, no. Oh, I don't know. I, I, maybe it was my imagination, but I'm pretty sure that it was like, you could see other people in the room. I'm saying like, if I was one of those people that you could keep my shoulder, like I'd be like, I don't know. I'd probably be too much of a pussy at the time, but the only, <laughs> I'd so, be a little bit like, Hey man, like yeah. I really don't, I come here because I want to be able to do what I did with you guys, which be able to go to a podium podium or in a group, cry my eyes out, yeah. share about shit that's dark and not worry about some guy with pink hair coming up with the Snapchat. You get what I'm saying? Right. Like, well, but that's, that, listen, that's what I'm yeah. saying. And I think with like the but evolution, not, not, <laughs> yeah, I had to add that as yeah, like, like dramatics, but, yeah, but like, you get what I'm saying? Like that to me is like, I said, like tonight I made the choice to come in and share what I wanted to share. But like, like definitely if I was a newcomer and I went into a meeting and I saw someone Snapchatting, that would fucking weird me out. Well, look, AA needs Astra. to be a safe place. <laughs> And it must remain a safe place. And whatever needs to be done, that needs to happen. But the big issue here for me is nothing about anonymity. It's about money. And once you start making money off of AA, you can be tempted to tempt 
yeah. tent the program, do things that you wouldn't do because there's money involved. Exactly. And that's what fucks shit up. Sure. So I guess what, what makes it not safe? Well, I don't think it's safe for not me. It's safe secret. because you're spilling your guts. You're being vulnerable. Right. And then if you see someone filmed you doing that, you'd be fucking, you would never go back to AA. Well, there's, honestly, there's also, like, that's you what I'm saying. Doing, like, you might a- say like, oh, he was only, I don't know that. Like, fuck, like, you try and convince me at eight days at the primetime meeting, if, if at the time you were doing that and I saw you doing that, like, do you, do you, even if you told me, like, oh, man, it was only me, you're not in it, I still wouldn't give a shit. I'd be like, I don't know that's true. Like, how the, why, why should I trust you? Well, that's the thing about 2020 is everyone has a phone. Right, and, and, everyone and, you, and I just, get it, you take that risk, but I'm... But everyone's just, you know, it's, it's going to, in five years, like, everything's going to be getting filmed. Well, I think Every it's always, well, everything's thing. always been, you know, you know, under the eye of God, everything's seen. Yeah. So, so, that, so, so my so, point is, is that not get, like, I, I'm saying me personally, I wouldn't do it just ab- abruptly on people. I'd want to have, I, I wouldn't just like cram a camera in anyone, your guys's face. Well, like yeah. Who's ask. doing that? Well, I'm not saying no, that's, that's not, nobody ha- would ever that's do not that. happening in AA meetings are going to be AA meetings, but ours yeah. is perfect because everyone knows Every, yeah, yeah, exactly. and it's not even a fucking AA meeting. So we, we, yes. I mean, <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, but, but, but I'm taking it even further. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out what is not safe. It's not about, for me, it's not about it's safe, not it's safe. sacred, sacred to the individual. Like yeah. I was sharing with you to me, it's a sacred thing of what I've been through. It's sacred to me. Unfortunately for you, you don't get a say in that. Yeah. Even though I know people may, nor, but guess what? You nor, don't get a say in my life. I'll decide if you get a say in my life. Nor right. would I ever film anything that you or anyone else was saying in a meeting. And that's why I only posted my share. And do you think that affects... But hold, hold on. That's why I only posted my share. Does that make sense? Yeah. I, but I, I, I got nailed to the wall by some people. Well, of course, for but, you, but I think you, my, for, for you not for knowing, me yeah, for you not knowing that's coming, like that's on you. That's okay. And there's no, and you don't need to battle that. Well, right now I'm just wanting to have that conversation. Yeah, that's fine. But I, and you what, know what I mean, and I want to try to unpack it and try to figure out why people are upset that I'm sharing my experience with my followers. Right. Because it's against the AA rules. And this just makes me think about what you were talking to with. Yeah, but the AA rules are also so fucking old. Wherever you go, there's a problem. (laughs) True. And that's just what you do, right? So (laughs) get out of jail free card. (laughs) But here's the the other thing. It's the punk rock edge to But wait a second. What did we read tonight? The Beatitude, the Persecuted. Uh, blessed are those who are, are persecuted and reviled in something or another. <laughs> and that's me. I'm being persecuted. Oh, that's a victim there. No, I'm just saying. By who? The people that are tripping on me for, for sharing my truth. But it goes on to say that persecution only comes from within. It yeah, doesn't come exactly. from outside. Yeah. Blessed are those who are persecuted. <laughs> you're fucking Saint, full. You're Saint, so full of shit. <laughs> Saint, Saint, Saint Patrick. Saint Patrick. Yeah. No, I mean, I, hey, man, I'm not going to stop you from living your life. No, I don't, no, want, to. I, I I don't just, want to have that responsibility. The, the reason that I'm... I have enough trouble being responsible for my own life. Well, the reason that I'm... The, the reason I bring it up is because, like... So imagine, imagine like, getting up to, to speak, right, at a primetime meeting, okay? I've it's, done it. It's scary. Yeah. Okay, now I'm thinking, wow, um, there's a lot of people that aren't in this room that need to hear what I'm about to say. But why don't you do it in your car after? It's not the same. Doesn't matter. 
It's just not the same. But the, I'm saying the, 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 like you said, like Zoom meeting, it's just not the same when you're in front of people. But if you care that much about your message, then Jesus would fucking do it anywhere in the world. That's what I'm saying. Like well, the story there's of a magic, there's a magic that happens. There's in a that. magic that happens in the meetings. I, I agree. I'm not. Act. I'm not denying that there's a magic that happens in the meetings. I'm saying that, like, but you the, know, but I look point. at the story of Christ. He didn't give a shit. He just did it in front of anyone at any time. He didn't need a magical meeting to do it. No, and I, I do that too. <laughs> I do all of it. Right. I do it in the meeting. I do it out of the so meeting. So my question is, why can't you respect the traditions in the meeting and do it outside of that, like here at your house, like you did tonight? Well, I, 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 I did, I can, and right now I am because there are no fucking meetings. Okay. But, um, before COVID happened, I just felt like there was there, there, I just felt this kind of, um, inspiration and like, uh, the need to, to expose, to share what I had been learning and what I had been given with all the people following me that, 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 that want to be sober, that don't like understand what, what it is. And I can't do that by myself. I just, I just, I wish I could, but I can't. The the message isn't the same. Feelings aren't facts. He wanted to share the magic, right? And Pat yeah. will just fucking break boundaries because that's what Pat does. Yeah. But, but, I'm, but can, I, can I say something real quick? And I think, like, just <laughs> with the, yeah, <laughs> I like, would agree with that. I, I, I think the the traditions and the program it, it obviously works and it's great, but it's also very old. And but I then think, it's, hold on, oh, sorry, yeah, go ahead. the evolution of medicine and people finding new cures to things and you know, people sharing that they have MS or lupus or whatever it is and being able to like come out of that shell of feeling like there's something wrong with them helps build this program and and, and evolve it. Right. Because it's like old, it needs an evolution. It needs like, okay, fuck. It's not that bad. It's like not that big of a deal. I can go and find some help. Even if it doesn't, you're not an alcoholic and you're like, fuck, I'm drinking too much. Maybe I should cut it back and start meditating more or pray or whatever it is. So this is what I'm saying. Like, then that's, that's fine. You can do all that. No, I'm not denying that. I'm saying then it's not AA. Like, it's like the young peoples of alcoholics are like, get all mad. They're like, we're AA. It's like, no, you're young peoples of AA. Like, that's your own thing. Good for you for starting it. You know, like AA is AA and that's what AA is. And that's their tradition. So yeah, I choose I, to respect yeah, them. What I'm saying sure. is that like, yeah. I wouldn't come into Pat's house and be like, no, I swear. And then Pat's like, yeah, but in my house, dude, when I invite you over, I, I like, I don't like people swearing. Mm. And if you do it, then I'm going to ask you to leave. And it's like, yeah. it's mm. like, okay. So it's like, I can either come in and not respect that or I can. And that's what I'm sure. saying to you. You can do it, but I'm saying then it's just like, you guys nailed it. You said, like Billy said Tonight wasn't an AA meeting. Well, I mean, yeah. It's like, great. You're doing your own thing. You're pushing your own mentions. Yeah. No one's denying that. Yeah. I'm saying, but that's AA. And it's not my job to go, AA needs an upgrade. Like, if that sounds like a sick alcoholic, <laughs> that sounds like a sick alcoholic. That's kind of what Gus is saying. Yeah, uh-huh. like, it's not on me to say AA needs an upgrade. Right. No, but I, I think it, yeah. it's just like the, constitu- <laughs> the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. These things were written so long ago. And, and they changed. shouldn't get fucked with. Well, they've changed so much. Right. They already they fucked up. That's why no, the I don't know. No, no, but but I don't hey, know. Hey, hold I on, get, A I, is perfect. The people in it are not. I, I don't know that A is perfect. Do you I, think A is perfect for, to the top to the bottom? Fuck yeah. You wouldn't change a single thing. Nope. Nope, because then it's not AA. Mm-hmm. 
It's no, something I, else. Listen, I get it. Like, no, they, you have your opinion. No, no. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> but I actually fucking but, agree because, like, look at the tradi- look at what we're reading. But why? How did we get oh, oh, here? Oh, hold on. <laughs> because of those traditions. Yeah, but we're reading the fucking Beatitudes. Mm-hmm. Do you know how long ago those were written? Yeah. Like, I don't know. There's something about like the, the original. Like Bill and Bob, like I so so I guess I guess w- what I'm realizing now is that like, thank God those people were mm. angry at me. Do you know why? Mm. It inspired me to make my own thing. Right. Yeah. And now nobody can tell me a goddamn thing. Well, the thing is, well, people can. Fuck. It's just up to you to believe it. Well, I already I'm, know I'm good. I'm but so, like, uh, here's no, no, no. <laughs> but here's the thing. Here's what. Here's where I want to. Now I want to. So so I agree with you. I yes. will never film a single thing in any aa meeting ever again in my life because of you (laughs) no because of this conversation it's not on me but it should be because of you pat not because of me see that's that's what they would call bailing out no because you helped me see something i don't know if i helped you see something yeah you did it's not for you it's not for you to tell me oh okay i'm telling you that i'm seeing something right now oh okay great okay yeah perfect. it's been inspired by this conversation that's why i think it's important oh. for us to have these uncomfortable conversations about racism yeah. about anonymity mm-hmm. about politics about whatever it is about about um you know the the, the sex chain we had a a, yeah, yeah, a, yeah. a non-binary person on like we just need to be talking about this shit and mm-hmm. i know it's a little bit uncomfortable but I'm trying to do the right thing and I don't and, and when I feel myself share my experience, I'm thinking, Oh, this is good, like I wanna share this and, and I actually got asked to speak from some other friends of mine who but I, I I should have figured out a way to do that when I was at a different location. That's I'm, all it comes down to. Yeah, I was I'm, in a I'm, room and I'm not saying I'm right. I'm not I'm not saying you're wrong. I don't right. believe any of this is about people being wrong or right. I'm saying for me it's like own your own shit and don't try and lie about it. Yeah. It's just like for me, like that, that's just it. Like I'm not fucking saying like if someone tomorrow wouldn't, I wouldn't, wouldn't say anything. Like I didn't message you saying like, why are you filming Amy's? I was just like, oh, that's Pat. <laughs> like it's, it's his experience. It's Pat. Like, well, here's the nice thing about it. You can't go to jail for doing it. So. Yeah, exactly. At the end of the day, it just needs it'd to be, be a ridiculous. choice. It'd that's be it. Ridiculous. It's a choice. And it always has You're been. too close to the mic. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm telling you, you are. And I can see the fucking audio waves. <laughs> just, just, just chill. bring my preamp down a little bit. <laughs> this is one of the more heated podcasts we've had. I, I, it's, I, I think I, it's great. I came in with a bit of an attitude and everyone's just kind of. No, but this is really good because like. Like, um, I, I think you're wrong. Like, I broke a rule. It's I, pretty simple. It's a tradition. I broke a tradition, and that's wrong. You're talking about, oh, Possibly. there's no it right be, or I don't wrong. know if it's wrong oh. mistaken. Maybe you were mistaken. Right. That's yeah. how I look at things. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, if I came into your house thinking it was okay to drop an F-bomb, it's like, sorry, man, I, I, like, I'm mistaken. Like, I thought. No, it, it wasn't a mistake. He knew. Oh, okay. There it is. I mean, bro. I mean, how oh, could he? Really? he he'd been sober like ten yeah, years. No, bro, okay, I'm know? like, I was scared. Mm. Like, bro, I had to put my phone. Everyone's watching me, right? Mm. I put my phone. I press record, and now I have to speak. Could you imagine how nerve wracking that would have been? Mm-hmm. Like, just think about that. Mm-hmm. So I did that like a bunch of times. 
towards the end. Hey, but also too, it got you to this place. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. it's all part of the experience. But I was, I was like taking it. that chance, like thinking in my mind, like this is going to be good for all the people that see, cause there are people that don't ever get to see that. I mean, it sounds like it was good for you. And I think that's the most important. Well, if, part. here's the thing. If you, I think if you, if you spent one day in my shoes, reading the messages that I get every day, yeah. I think it would change how you see all this shit. Yeah, possibly. I mean, but also if you sat in my shoes for one day, it would change how you see all this. Yeah. So like, what the fuck are you talking about? There's no longer. (laughs) No, but you have, but, but you're doing what I did. Well, how do you know? Well, no, I'm saying as far as like the, the the traditions and, and it's so funny that Roy, we had Randy on here. We had uh, Gary Litt on here. We had Paul on here. We ha- we've had a bunch of people on here. Hillary on here in primetime. Sober members of AA. None of them had as, as strong of a stance on like anonymity as you do. Oh, and okay. that's why I'm, I'm, it's just funny that this is, this is what the conversation is becoming because I'm... Well, I think we're all our own unique Well, I think we hone the questions more, too, from those experiences. Like, we're asking more direct questions. Because we're to- trying to get to the bottom of it. And we're not wanting to... Even though, if you pay attention to what's happening online, which not a lot of people that come on this podcast are. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think you're really hip to what's going on on TikTok in the, no. the sub-sobriety. Because no. uh, there's a whole sub-genre on yeah. TikTok, uh, yeah. sobriety sub-genre, yeah. and millions of people just talking about it and just exposing their truth and others identifying it. It's, it's this whole incredible healing uh, that's happening. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, it's basically like AA on through through social media. Yeah, yeah. Zoom really took off. Like that, it's Zoom meetings a, have really helped a lot of people. It's yeah. been a perfect storm because now all mm-hmm. meetings are kind of on Zoom mm-hmm. and TikTok is taking it up and COVID kind of just was a catalyst or a steroid for this thing that's happening. So I think well, that the conversation it, needs to be so, had. So this is why I believe that I, on some sort of different level, uh, I... I I, I, fucking stupid thing stops recording every 28 Oh, you got it timed out? So I have to keep recording. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so this is why I think it's like, for me, it's not like, this is why I, I've, if I believe in something, I'm not scared to use my voice, but I'm also taking the risk that I could be mistaken. So this is where I don't, I don't believe we're disagreeing or agreeing on anything because with my documentary, I always say, I want this documentary to create a conversation. And Richard is a was is the poster boy of this person who literally we I I film him hit a rock bottom and then I watch him come back and be a totally different person at the end of it all due to him getting sober and working the 12 steps in AA. And it's not, and I didn't make it about a, cause that would just be lame. Yeah, but yeah. the point is, is that I've always said to people, cause they're like, a lot of people are criticizing his humor. Like it's, you know, is he, is it, they can't be saying those words now. And like lots of things he gets hammered for. And I'm like, who cares? Yeah. Like, let, 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 let's create a conversation around the fact that fucking, you don't even know how many people die from alcoholism every year because you can't fucking track it. Yeah. But they have no problem saying, Oh, 10,000 people, 100,000 people lost the lives of opioid addiction. How many people do you think lost of alcoholism? You can't even fucking count it. So yeah, the conversation should be had. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. We're here. Start having it. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And have and 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 and, and I'm I, I I'm okay with speaking where I I'm okay with sharing my vulnerability and truth because my goal in life is to love seeks to understand and 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 I seek to understand other people and I and I seek to yeah. understand myself. So therefore, what are we talking about here? We're talking about love. Yeah. And that's okay. I really like what you said to be love. It just changed it for me. Yeah. To be, stop trying love, to love, but just be love. Cause that's more of a God thing. That's yeah. Like don't be... stop trying to tell love or I'm, I decided to work on stop trying to tell love what love is and start to listen to what love is and, yeah, t- and yeah. let love yeah. tell you what the fuck to do. That's heavy. Yeah. Well, like, like for me tonight, it's, it's, um, you know, not trying to convince you of like what I did, why I did what I did. It's yeah. to try to understand that there is a Explore tradition. It. Well, that there is a, tra- to be ex- yeah. more specifically, like there is a tradition and that yeah. is not my house. Yeah. You didn't write that tradition. No. And no, that's not my house. Yeah, exactly. And whether or not that's right or wrong, the rules are don't fucking film in a fucking eight. Did you know Astrid was here? A little no. while ago. And so this is what I want to always clarify. So you know who that there, is, right? Yes, I do. This is what I always want to clarify. It's To me, it's not rules. It's tradition. So it's like when I hear traditions, I think rules, I think I want to break because I'm an alcoholic. When I hear traditions, I go, okay, is that something I can seek to understand? Can I be love? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was the point of what I was getting at with you. It's not a rule. I'm not saying you broke a rule. I'm saying there's traditions and you made a choice to not follow the traditions. Yeah. And also and that's my, it. Like own that. And if you don't yeah. own that, then I'm going to say, why the fuck are you squirming? Get well, real. No. Be love right now. Be vulnerable. It's okay. Like I, I, well, I'm always thinking I'm doing right things and not, or the big, the, the hardest thing is what I think what Gus was getting at when you're share, I wanted to scream out to you, Gus, but I didn't want to cut you off. I said like, you know how you were saying that you're, you're, you're wrong most of the time. And I said, but what about the times that you're dead fucking right? Yeah. That's the key of life is owning that because me being a sick alcoholic and someone who's self-deprecating and self-pity and self-loathing and just self-absorbed, like I want to avoid those times where I can be dead fucking right. Yeah. And that's, that's what I want to embrace. I don't want to embrace like how fucking like I got to acknowledge that I'm and I can be an asshole and a douchebag and I can disrespect traditions and I can break rules and I can do these things. But like, that all should be brought up and recognized and opened up so I can be honest with myself. And now I want to be dead right. That's why Socrates, we're still talking to this day. If you can just stop lying and then if you can stop lying, then you can t- start to learn to tell the truth. And yeah. there's a difference. So I don't know. I well don't know. said. So but anyways, back to fucking, uh, when you asked me a question about meeting bud, let's talk about me. Uh, I'm just joking. <laughs> I don't ever know that you're dead right. I think that you're just always getting closer to being more right. But anyway, yeah, yeah. I let's wanna... ask you like, what, what do you want to do next? Like, what, what's what's the long term plan for Thailand? For Roy Thai in Thailand? Well, I'm working on a project now uh, that uh, just started, and I'm excited about it. Um, and uh, you know, I want to keep doing. I want to keep doing my art. I want to do that to the day I die or until I at least stop enjoying it. Yeah. That's the long-term plan. Before I move on to the new project, can I ask one question? Are you keeping track of like views and how well your movie's doing or any of that? No, I don't even really read the reviews. So you don't have any idea? You're not curious a little bit? No, I actually, uh, 
Um, of course, if someone told me, I'd be like, cool. But, and it's, it was exciting when it was like top 10 on iTunes. I was like on my TV, it's like fucking right there. I was like, Oh my God, it's surreal. Like hearing your song on the radio. It's gotta be a trip. Yeah. Yeah. So that was exciting, but nah, I, I, I'm not interested in it. You know, I'm not interested in, well, you're interested in it. You just know that it's not going to. Serve you, help serve you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like we're thank supposed you. to be yeah, detached. We're supposed to be detached from the results. Yeah, and I think as artists, the results are very difficult. The result for me especially was especially as an alcoholic because we just are. You're going to see it, and then you're right away. You're going to want more. So the, yeah, exactly. So like the, the the one thing that I can say, um, like I, I if it sells one copy or a billion copies, it, it they're they're both great. You made um, the best thing you can make. I can make the best thing I can make. And to be honest with you, when it premiered at Whistler and my dad, he like walked up to me and like, I've never seen my dad like this, but he walked up to me and he just like, he just wanted to grab me and he goes like fucking brilliant. Yeah. Fucking brilliant. And I was just like, wow. holy fuck. Like, you know what I mean? Like my, and my aunt pointed out who was with me from the beginning of like, I lived at her house when I first moved to Vancouver to go to film school and stuff. My aunt Martha, and she said to me at dinner, she said, Roy, you know, like how many people in their lives go not to have this experience? Look at all these people, friends and family that have showed up and flew to Whistler and drove to Whistler to come watch your premiere. Like so many people go on their entire life and never get that experience. And I was like, you're absolutely right. And I knew at the Whistler Film Festival, I was, I was done with talking with distributors and trying to hustle my film. Mm. I was like, fuck all these people. It's just the same old fucking racket. Yeah. Go schmooze at like a cocktail hour. Oh, hey, man. I got a documentary about a comedian who drank himself homeless and he's sober now. It's 10 years later. Like, what's your log line? Like, fuck all that shit. I was like, I just stopped. I was like, I'm not doing this. And I just, it found its own distribution on its mm. own when it was time. Comedy Dynamics came through in the clutch and that's it. That's, it is where it is and yeah. that's where to live. Gave it, that's theirs for the next 20 years. That's dope. And that's it. I'm, I'm, I'm proud of it. I really am. It's well, bro. I mean, that's, yeah, like I was sharing with you, right? Like I was tearing up about the grieving thing, right? Like that was, it's a part of me, right? I you guess. almost made me cry just a second ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's true though. Like that was, uh, that Roy's was, a deep part, dude. The part, the part with your dad well, and stuff. Dude, man, yeah. this fucking guy, yeah. you know, I, I can relate because I've been trying to do this learning to lose thing for five years. And I'm figuring out what it is. And like, it's a name to love. Let's go. Like he worked on this thing for 10. I mean, dude, when I met him, I was talking about it. You probably, I mean, you, you, how many times did you consider abandoning the project? Not once. But how many times did you have doubts about it? Not once. It was just like, it'll just get done when it gets done. Right. Or it it won't. And I'll live with that. I want to say one thing. This guy, we, we shot a short film for, for Roy and I just remember Mike he kept hitting me up when is this fool gonna edit this shit it took you a year it took him a year to edit this fucking short film that we get he did um but it was like I guess you just have a different relationship with your art and creating it and you have this patience and this faith which is cool and maybe I can learn from that a little bit because like um like I woke up this morning and I was like, just thinking like, what the fuck, dude? Like, what am I doing? Oh, I have those like, thoughts all the time. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what I, cause meant. I look at you and I go, fuck, that's the, fuck, how the fuck's this guy doing it? Well, Honest to God. I'll sometimes say to Chelsea, like, how the fuck does he do this? 
Like, right. I'm like, how does he just crank out this material and fucking do it? I'm like, <laughs> I, like, like, I mean, I can do it to a degree, but it's like, yeah, but, it's, I have a different relationship, like you said, with, but, with but, my work. But Roy, like, who the fuck cares about me? I mean, I'm not I, I like, do. no, I know, but I'm not like, like I woke, I woke up this morning and I'm like, who the fuck do you think you are? Yeah. Some fucking famous guy. No, I'm not. I mean, I'm not. But you are to a degree. But it's yeah. like, I don't know. I just, it's like weird. It's like, I, I had all these doubts about like, like if you looked at what I'm trying to do, like people are getting like Alex, you know, like. I have an ad running on, on, I have an ad. Have you seen anything for the reality show that we're trying to make? No, but I think it would be genius. So we have like a pilot and a, a, a sizzle and like, we're working on a couple episodes, but like the sizzle is like, Hey, I'm Patrick Ridge. I was in a band called Hypercrush. I have a production coming. This is my wife. Like I'm sober. She's not. And it's like, we're advertising this right on yeah. YouTube. Right. Yeah. Right. It's got like 150,000 views on YouTube. Wow. But it has like all these comments, like people like, why do I care? Who the fuck does this guy think he is? Why is this an ad? Like just a lot of hate because they're seeing this and they're like, oh, this is what's wrong with the world. And like everyone wants to be a star. And it's like, so like, it's very, I can go to this place of like, yeah, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't know. Like, I want to I think it takes a lot of strength to what you're doing because this is new technology, right? I just had a thought. What if you started it with, I really want to help people. Exactly. And then they would know why and then to be a reason. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it it does start with that. Um, (laughs) But like, that's pretty early on. But yeah. But uh, That, that, that comes pretty early in the show. Right. But the initial advertisement maybe should be this. I want to help people. Yeah. But that's bullshit. You know, like well, I do want to help there'd people. Be a why and a reason. I do want to help people, but I also want to make art. Like, so here's and you the thing. Want, and do you not enjoy like being? But you, here's the thing. Do like, you not enjoy being recognized? Well, you got a good, good um, podcast voice, dude. I, I, yeah. the only thing that I want is to have a platform to make art. Right, and that's what I'm saying. Like, that's it. Yeah, and so, I think so. What I, I really want to do is direct a film. Yeah. Okay. I don't have ten million dollars. You don't need it. I don't have a million dollars. I did a film with no money. I don't have the time and the energy. What are you talking about? You're pumping out fucking videos every fucking second of the day. Yeah, but that's getting me followers, which I can use. Okay, great. But if I make, if I spend the next five years of my life making something, I don't know. Like You're like the Woody Allen of Instagram. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Woody Allen could just crank out a movie every year he wrote, directed right. it. No fucking director could ever do, can can't do that to this day. Still can't do it. He's, He's the fucking man. That's what I'm but, saying, but, dude. But like, Roy, you're, you're, I, I you're, do. You're killing it. But I, I really do, do believe it. But I do need some money to, to make. Yes, of course. I, I, like the learning yeah. to lose thing. Yes. That, that you you know what it is. It takes money. Yes. So I don't really have that. I don't have the resources. It, it was yeah. becoming a very. Like I had like the trailer, like you saw the trailer, like I made a lot of cool, I wrote a script. I have the, I have all the, but it's like, okay, let me just like put this aside for a second because I'm noticing over here with this reality shit with me and my wife and my yeah. sobriety, noticing this is actually like resonating with a lot of people. Yeah. So let me just do this. Yeah. Great. Cause, cause I actually can do this. I can, I can just, this doesn't need to be. This is good enough for yes. the reality show. Yeah, yeah. The iPhone, like, so, and then I can send it to my editor and then yeah. we can put together, I have old footage. 
And actually, to be honest, a lot of people, when I showed them the trailer, they're like, is this a document? Like, cause it's got footage of me. Yeah. So it just made more sense to make like a reality show about, yeah. plus this house is just becoming this like hub. Yeah, that's great. And there's all these different characters and no. Yeah. Um, so that's just really, staying out of the way of the result. Let that like, that, and that's what I say with me, like with the documentary, right? Like people always ask me like, Oh, like when did you decide you're going to make a doc with Richard? It's like, I didn't like how just, sick was I filming a guy in his rock bottom? You know what? I had another thought. Wait, wait, hold on. Wait, what do you mean? So please I'm, hold on to that thought. Uh, Don't forget it. How uh, sick was I? Oh, you were like not even sober. Who cares sober or not? Why? Like, that's why I say like everyone was like giving is giving Richard a hard time for how he behaved in the documentary. But you were just sitting there filming. That's what I'm saying. Like I'm the, who's fucking sicker. It's like well, because, Bill, Bill and his wife. Like who's sicker, the alcoholic or the wife sticking with the alcoholic thinking he's going to change. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like I'm there filming fucking Richard. How sick am I? So I say like, it's just, I don't know. I've just really started. I really learned something with this documentary was just get the fuck out of the way. Yeah. Let the train roar. Yeah. I'll tell you what you were doing. You were capturing authentic moments of passion and vulnerability and, and you were just you were just capturing like raw like art. Some people say that art the highest form of art is truth. Well, here's what I always said. I always say like this is our playground, right? Like this life is yeah. God gave us this playground, we're here to play. So it's like me and Richard got to play, but God really had the fucking show. Mm-hmm. He could have died. I could have died right any moment. But like God provided this platform for us to fucking fuck around and play and make this documentary. And he saved, he had, he had it the whole time. And you know what I think so far and what might be probably the best thing to come out of it was that night you had with your dad and your family numerous and there's so many endless amount of nights like that just keep like pumping out these things like the moment where i saw it me and chelsea saw it on itunes chelsea surprises me with a party you know there's all these moments yeah. that keep coming like you're t- even you you're i'm on the podcast talking with you about it. this is one of them yeah it yeah. just keeps producing but, but, these beautiful moments but right. because you my girlfriend because I, we live together you spent so much time and energy on this thing and it was hard at times and oh yeah that's what makes it even better. It's like if it was easy, it might not. Everyone would do it. But not only that, but it wouldn't be as rewarding for you, maybe. Yeah, it's the pain. Yeah. It's going through the pain. It's going back to what I was saying today. Joy is not the absence of pain. So it's, it's, it's going through that pain that makes mm-hmm. it worth living. Life is difficult. So maybe that's where the learning to lose. Love, let's go. Slogan Change it. Comes Change in. it to lo- love, let's go. Love, Let's go. Yeah, love's the only thing strong enough to let go. You let go of everything and uh, lose nothing. That's what you could have just summed up your share today at the, your last share of the night. You could have just looked there and went like, "I let go of everything and lost nothing." Wow. That's it. Yeah, because like, I mean, but no one. Can, that's fucking easier said than done. But that's the f- truth. Even when I was in Whistler doing the doing the fucking the premiere and all well, that. Let's surrender. Yeah, surrender, right? So, like, when I was even in uh, Whistler with the premiere, all my buddies, all my old friends show up. Beautiful moment. All these friends I haven't seen in a while that I used to get just hammered with. They're all going out that night. And, they're, and I'm supposed to be leading the pack because that's what I did, right? I'm supposed to be just out there with them. And I, and I went back to my place with my sober friends that I came with and my girlfriend. And, and I remember just telling Chelsea, like, this is a surreal moment. She's like, why? Do you want to go with him? I was like, no. Yeah. 
No. I was just like, and I, and I, I let go of everything and lost nothing. You, you knew what it was going to look like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just and, like, and, and, I'm, and then I saw those guys the next day. They're all hung over, <laughs> going to a documentary about a guy getting sober, uh, you know, and I love them for it. Yeah. I'm just like, I fucking love you guys. Just gave him a hug. It was just, it, it's just magic. Wow, yeah. It's just beautiful. It's just like a personal, personal thing. So yeah. you want to share it with your close little group in a, not a drunken party. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and it's just, it's me. I changed. I, I, I still wouldn't, even if it wasn't a premiere of a documentary, I really don't really want to go hit up the nightclubs in Whistler. Yeah. You know, maybe I go with Chelsea as like a hilarious time to laugh and dance and fucking, you know, hopefully get laid later. But like, you isn't know what it, I mean? But <laughs> other than that, like I'm not really looking. Isn't to, it like, crazy yeah. though? Like how hard it is to like actually make something. Uh, how yes. Lo- how a lot lo- of effort. How long it takes. Yes. It's a lot of effort. Yeah. Could you imagine being like Quentin Tarantino or like, or like, or like, like Woody Allen, like every year yeah. he has some new thing. Out. Yeah, like how crazy. the fuck? How does he do it? Just love. <laughs> just <love. laughs> it's just it's yeah. got it's got to be that's honestly that's the only reason why i like he's got to have a one-tracked mind that's all he thinks about well no he's connected in a way that that is it's we'll never see that it's, the, the, everything has changed it, he grew up in a different time he started making films in a different time and he's he's woody allen so he just can get money and just he has his crew and he has his system and he has his, everything in place now we are in a different very different time now where things yeah. are oversaturated there's every there's a fucking thousands of people trying to make things Mm -hmm. directors there's just it's just different that's also part of and it's beautiful like i love it i love the fact that there's just content out there it's all you want to hear my thought yes i want to hear your thought completely gone yeah i don't know if it's big or not but the fact that you're getting hate is a very blessed thing yes you know why because if people didn't notice or give a shit, they wouldn't say anything. No, yeah. They wouldn't yeah. even bother making a comment. No, yeah. my therapist says, like, uh, when you're touching people, touching someone, you don't know how it's going to... This is what I do whenever I work with someone new or anyone that I'm talking to. I purposely want to touch on their sore spot because I know what, how the fuck they're going to react. Mm. It's on me if I think, well, why is this newcomer yelling at me right now? It's just like, well, obviously they're going to. Mm-hmm. that's the way it is man if you're like he's to his point like if you're getting hate like you're touching on something yes and but you're also probably getting positive stuff way too. more yeah so like it, it's a it's just the way it is the, the, you know the, the funny part is that the people that are hate the haters are just the one they ha- they're more likely for some reason to to comment they have their keyboard warriors they oh fuck who knows why they're doing it I mean, no, like, but I'm saying know. that like there's something about there, there's something about like when you're a well-rounded person and you're like you know logical, you're not as likely to like write something on someone's yeah. post. You know what I mean? You're just like, oh, cool, I got something out of that. But like the people that are like kind of like like they're yeah. the ones that I don't think I've ever like written a negative I know. comment why, on I would, anything. Why would I spend life. any time at all doing that? Right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, look, but I, I also think our keep in mind too, like not to suck our dicks here, but we have went through a process of, of change where we, I definitely know what it's like being that guy, That's leaving those true. comments. That's and I'm like, true. I don't want to be that guy anymore. Right. Like yeah. those people may not have been slammed into the ground to go, do you really want to keep being that douchebag? Cause yeah. I, I definitely don't know. Like do like Pat, like I always joke around with him. Like, Oh man, I, I'd love to just be a, I'd love to troll Pat. It'd be so fun. Cause I just know I could get a reaction out of him. Right. But it's like, clearly I wouldn't. And I know, and he would know it's a joke, but I'm saying like, I get why people are trolling. It makes yeah. sense. You know what I mean? Like, why wouldn't you? 
Yeah, I, I just I don't I don't read them anymore. Yeah. Every time we talk about this truth, there's something I did I have to rectify, and I don't want to. Yeah. Because it's money. Oh yeah. And uh, now I think I have to. What is it? Because it's just been hitting me every time someone says something that's like true. Yeah. It hits me. Yeah, I gotta I gotta fix it. Uh, when COVID hit, I stopped paying my rent. Oh yeah, I did too. And uh, they're still trying to get it out of me. Mm. And I'm thinking, well, if I want to have integrity, I, I signed the contract that I would pay, right? Mm-hmm. No matter, it doesn't matter if COVID hit or not. Um, I think I'm going to have to, I'm going to try to negotiate and yeah. pay less, but I think I'm going to have to step up. But well, don't they have payment plans? Yeah. Yeah. I could work something yeah, I mean, out. You gotta pay, but it over I could time. also say "fuck you" and not pay shit. No, yeah, they technically take, they legally, it, no, they'll take it a small claim. Yeah, they'll take Le- it a small but claim. Legally, and right? I'll say "fuck you." I don't have any money. Yeah, legally, doesn't matter. They'll start stipending your salary. They'll take your I bank don't account. Have a salary because I work for myself. Do you have a bank yeah. account? Yeah, they have yeah. access. To they'll go in there and fucking take. Well, then your when shit. then I'll when the judge says, then I'll say, "Okay, sorry, COVID had no money. I'll work something out." Yeah, but I'm thinking I should probably just step up and yeah, have do the right thing. This is what always helps me is it's like it's not my money; it's God's money. It's not God's. Yep. It's not my apartment; it's God's apartment. But I do agree but with more you more than anything. It's me. I yeah. want I want to be good for my word, or what else am I? Exactly. Right. See, I, I did the same thing. Like me and Chelsea didn't pay rent for like a few or quite a few months, right? And, um, and I remember talking to her, I, I, she was like, Oh, she was, she was scared to like, Oh, we have to pay rent. And I was like, Whoa, hold on. We don't have to, there's a law in place. And to be honest with you, I don't, I don't know when I'm getting paid right yeah, next. That's I, me too. I'm owed a bunch of money. It's not come through. Like I was in t- debt. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. it's same with me. And I was like, I'm not paying it. So it was really uncomfortable for quite a few months, but we didn't pay. But then when I was paid up, I paid the full, I dropped a check for 10 grand. Here it is when I was paid up and I was like, there you go. But like, if I was still in this, in a position where money was owed, yeah, and I didn't I'm still have it. getting caught up on. Yeah. The then I, honestly for me, like that's why the law is there. Like you, it's that, Hey man, like you don't, you're not going to get evicted. However, it's open for it to be worked out where you can pay it back over a year. So it's like, that's why it's there for you to take advantage of that. It doesn't make you like a scumbag for doing it. however like if but like it'd be a different story if i like if i got all that money and i went yeah i'm still not gonna pay him fuck him you know i'm gonna try and get away with something no i wouldn't feel comfortable with that yeah well i have my stepdad as an influence and he's just like fuck him yeah i know oh yeah because you got to remember too like there's no such thing as a free lunch right that shit goes up the ladder so the person who's got to pay the mortgage on it's gonna default then they're gonna lose their house and their kids are gonna be on the street okay well it doesn't yeah what i'm trying to say their kids not gonna be on the street well, you don't know that. <laughs> what I'm saying is, like, you don't know other people's financial <laughs> right. situation. You know, if they can't yeah. pay their mortgage, they lose it. They lose money. Yeah, you don't. Whatever know it is, um, yeah, I don't I know. I just think of I, I'm the same. I mean, I've been paying my rent this whole time, but I, several times I've been like, nah, fuck them. Like, yeah, I, I like I said, me and Chelsea. But then I hate I hate owing people anything. Yeah, I, I hate. Well, having this. I was in such financial duress even before COVID hit, and then it hit, and then, you know, I'm like, oh fuck, I don't know when I'm going to get money. Yeah, again. yeah. yeah. So. No, I hear you, dude. Like, like I said, for me, me and Chelsea, we we had that uncomfortable conversation, and it was really uncomfortable not writing them letters every month and saying that we don't have the rent and keeping a tally of it and doing all that. It was fucking uncomfortable. We yeah. just moved into that place, but then when I got the money and I was like out of like I, I, cause I was owed a lot of money 
that I didn't know if I was going to get, right. you know, like the people who I was working for could have been like, Hey, COVID fuck you. Not paying you. Yeah. We went bankrupt, you know? So I, when I got the money, I did the right thing, I believe. And I said, here's your, here's your rent. And I've been paying it ever since. But if I was still in dire straits, I'd be like, yeah, guys, I know this is uncomfortable. However, I don't have the rent. If you want to work out a payment plan, I'm open to that, but I'm not like, I just don't have a check for 10 grand. Like if I did that, that'd be putting me in a bad spot and not, and, and see in my life, I'm not, I got to remember, I, I have to take care of me first so then I can be in a position to help others. Right. So that's how I, yeah. So I'm just it. letting it ride out. Things yeah. are starting to look better financially and stuff. So that's yeah, good. I'm going to yeah, don't, don't, don't let, don't stress too hard over it. You know, even if it's like a hundred bucks a month, start paying it back or whatever you can afford. I mean, whatever it is, 50 bucks a month. Like it doesn't I'm, matter. But if you start, if you start, quick. if you start doing that and just paying them back slowly, like you'll start to feel better about it. You know? Yeah. It doesn't matter what it is. You're right. You know? Or take it, take the fucking hundred dollars and put it in a piggy bank or whatever you can afford, you know, put it in a safe hundred bucks. Yeah. It's all about you feeling good about yourself. So yeah. And And doing the right thing. Yeah. And just progress. You're not, if you don't have it, you don't have it. But if you're like, you know, maybe I won't, not that you like, you, you seem like a pretty like normal, you're like, you don't go and buy like lavish things. I've never seen you like, you know. No, but hanging around Pat, I'm starting yeah. to get the lavish bug. Right. Instead of like <laughs> spending $50 on a fucking sushi box from Nozawa, take that 50 and put it in a drawer and be like, oh, I'm going to pay that rent back. Yeah. Small this things like that. <clears throat> Are we about wrapped? I think so. I think Do we we're about wrapped. Did it learning yeah. to lose? Yeah, just what, this, did, uh, girl. what did uh, they say in Natural Born Killers? Love's the only thing to beat the demon. Hey, did so? Do you put the whole podcast just up online like this, and people can watch the whole thing? No, well, well yeah, well, yeah, that's it's, cool. Like, yeah, I was only wondering because the long form is this still going? Well, the video is on YouTube. And oh, then, and then um, I just listen to him on the podcast while I work. It's on oh, the cool. podcast app. But you put those whole thing. Unedited. Yeah. yeah. Right on. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. See, I love the just like fucking there it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. I don't it's the to. only way to do it. And, and then and then it's on it's on Spotify. It's on Apple Music. It's on iTunes. Yeah. There's a pod. You know. What's up? All major This is really cool. I, I don't know. I, part of my ego wants to share this, but it's also just kind of interesting. I mean, this is the kind of shit I'm talking about. Yeah. So, um, uh, two days ago, I was on TikTok on a live and I spammed Patrick Ridge's account. He has a wife, Veronica Ridge. Like, he owns a, a production company, filming, photography, stuff like that. And she owns a, a hair salon stuff she been like for 20 years. And um, I got shouted out. And I love that. And honestly, like, if you're going through something really difficult in life and, like, you feel like there's no hope or anything, they went through 15 years of a bunch of different things. But from what I've taken from them as a single mom at 23 with two younger boys, um, I realized there's hope. And I watch the videos on YouTube. I watch Veronica Ridge all the time on TikTok and Patrick Ridge. And they have a bunch of friends that are really good uh-huh. too. I'd really suggest it if you need something to look up to. Oh, that's beautiful. They, they, they have a bunch of friends that are really cool too. Because yeah. like, 
I'm trying to plug. I'm trying to get everyone like. Yeah, this is great. Like DDA and and, and Billy. Like Billy, how many you got? Like four thousand. This guy's got like four thousand. <laughs> That's awesome. Oleg got like four or five. Danielle has like twelve. DDA has like one hundred and twenty because he's some fucking model. I can't believe you don't. You've never met DDA, Plus, but you've seen him in my stuff. Yes, I have seen him in your stuff. He's great. Yeah, um, he's a he's a great guy. But he's I mean, uh, yeah, this this TikTok thing is really fucking. It's just this. Oh, I just can't believe it. Well, like, stuff like that makes it all worth it, right? Yeah, but this is yeah, and, and not to like. This is amazing, but like it's this is it's every day with yeah. this shit. I'm no, like. It's why this, I, that's why I say I, I support what you're doing because it's it's all worth it. Like even when I did the doc and like a woman after one of the screens came up to me saying I think I needed to see that. Like I'm like mm-hmm. it's it's all worth it, mm-hmm. you know. Or when people like give you a positive review and understood what I made, like yeah, it, that's why I make it. Yeah, it's all worth it. I'm gonna go know? home and watch it tonight. I haven't well, seen thank it. You. Yeah, yeah. Thank well, you. here's the thing. Uh, I know I've said, I talk about this a lot, but I just kind of want to yeah. break it down to you also is like, since the beginning of, I mean, so Facebook, I mean, how, when was the, how long have we been dealing with social plat with, with these, um, uh, social media platforms like Facebook 20 years. Yeah, bro. MySpace. All that shit. Okay, twenty years. So for twenty years, everyone mm-hmm. has had the opportunity to present themselves however they want. Yeah. Right. How are you going to do? What are you going to do? You're obviously going to present the best, most beautiful version of yourself. Mm. It's all bullshit. Right. Look at me. I'm so happy. Sunset. Big tits. Look at my ass. Look at how much fun I'm having. That's all that we've been. That's all that human beings have been posting for. 20 years. Okay. Now we have this, you know, these Wickhams and Nates and these, these mics, they're young. There's these young kids and they're, they're, they don't know. They're very, there's just a shame when you're constantly looking at a better version of your life, constantly comparing your life, your insides to someone else's perfect outsides. Mm. Could you imagine the shame that, that it's not a good feeling going online and seeing that it's, it's are you saying are you saying that it's more than when it was before when we were like in high school we didn't have that we would just compare ourselves to like the yeah. football player well no we didn't have i mean in high school we didn't have it, i mean the like, like you're saying that there's more of it or it's more severe or it's, i think that yeah there's way more of it and it's way more severe because you yeah. can literally meet somebody for the first time and find out how many followers they have yeah it's yeah. fucking crazy and or gonna, even look at like bumble right like you look at a photo and you're right, like, yeah. you're like oh she's hot and then you meet her in person you're like oh not so much okay so, yeah or whatever it's just, right <laughs> it's so that i think mirror. that it's it's yeah. been like detrimental to the to our youth to our culture mm. to to kids to uh to society, it's contributing to this like overly sensitive, this snowflakey. You know, it, it also contributes to that narcissism. Yeah, it's, oh, yeah. Like, it's, Big time. it's raising narcissistic, narcissistic yeah. behavior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you know, yeah, yeah. it really it's embracing that. Yeah. yeah, I've actually never. You're you're in it, right? So I I've never actually given it as much thought as you're giving oh, I'm it right it now. A lot of thought. Yeah, and I that's good that you are. Yeah. Because I I think that you're right. It's it's well, like learning you, to use a gun. Like, yeah. you know, you don't just throw a gun in a three-year-old's hand. Yo. And right? then, well, that's, that's not, not to mention the addictive part of it. Yeah. The dopamine hit. Oh, fuck yeah. Okay. So, so my thing that, that I'm just, it's becoming more and more like 
it's crystallizing. Like every time I, as I'm experiencing it, as I'm doing it, I'm realizing what it's for in a way. And, um, it seems like you're using it. Correct me if I'm wrong. I, I feel like watching you over the years, you found a create a, a clever way of using it as a tool while at the same time expressing yourself. Mm-hmm. And I believe that's healthy to a degree. I don't know enough about, I'm not you, yeah. but I'm saying, but what I've seen is that you've been able to explore yourself while at the meantime, use this as a, as a tool. And I, and I, and I like that. Yeah. I, but, I like but, that. but my, yeah, it, 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 those are true. But the, the, the key is that I don't always look good. Yeah. 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 That's, that's right. the key. Yeah, the key right. is that I struggle mm. and I fight with my wife and she doesn't, she's very, she gets mad at me and, and I'm, I'm showing all that. I'm yeah. actually, to be honest with you, I'm actually the bad stuff actually kind of blows up. Yeah. So I almost have to be careful to, 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 like I was having a problem with my Not instigating <laughs> pain loves misery, but, but no. So now I'm like, now I'm looking at it like this. Okay. Now you have to be honest. Yeah. Right. So I started took away. It's almost like you used it as a tool to take away excuses, <clears throat> you know, like you, cause you're seeing it, right? Like there's no, uh, you can't say I didn't say that. It's like, you fucking said that. <laughs> yeah. But, but, but the point of it is, yeah, yeah. is that we're all imperfect. Yes. And that's okay. And that's okay. Yeah. Look at but me. that's, but you can't use it as an excuse to continue to be a douchebag. No, I'm working yeah, on it. Exactly. I'm trying to be better. And, and that's I what I'm saying. I'm getting better. Yeah. However, I fuck up. See, this is what I've known. So I've known you for six years, right? And this is what I've said. I, I will say that I, I have seen, I've seen changes of you over the years. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And that's a beautiful progress because yeah. you, like I love in the 12 and 12, you're not, you're not ever going to be perfect. No, but we're going to strive for that. Yeah. But I think exposing the imperfections and the flaws are what help other people not feel so bad about their shit. Yeah. Being okay with your own imperfections and flaws and and, and letting that be seen. It's like, Hey man, it's it's okay. And that's where it kind of comes to the, like so many people, they don't want to be seen because they don't know if how they're going to be perceived and also too like that's like look at the fear look at the fear of like for me like i on my social media like why i've laid off on a lot of the things that i used to do is because i'm like well you know i have this great opportunity with this big company and i'm growing with them it's getting bigger and i'm Mm -hmm. like that's important to me Mm -hmm. and i'm going you know with it out there is like i could put the wrong thing out there or say the wrong word and fucking have people all over me and i'm like i'm and it it sucks that it's that way too so that's another thing i'm trying to like i'm just trying to help push the ball as much as I can in the direction of like, we need to stop with the cancel culture. Yeah. It's brutal. We got to stop. Start embracing it. Yeah, Start so embracing the imperfection. So me and my wife are like, yo, we fight. This is what the fight looked like. Yeah. I said this. I shouldn't have said that. Look, I said the wrong thing. I'm sorry. Yeah. I didn't like, and that's what I love about Joe. Like don't say Joe Rogan will actually be like, yeah, like that whole Y2K thing. Like I was fucking wrong. This was before you yeah. started following him, but he like was obsessed <laughs> with the 9/11. world ending the moon at, on the, the year 2000. He yeah. thought the world was ending on 2000 and yeah. he, he was a conspiracy guy. I mean, so he's grown. So is Kanye. Yeah. These are people that are growing and evolving in front of the world. Yes. And our, the, the, the internet has, is it's evolving yeah. 
into it's been 20 years but that's not a lot of time really if you think about no, it no it's not the golden age of cinema was probably 50 years into it's, its birth yeah. so like we could be approaching the golden now. age of social media and the internet which is like now we're actually using it as like a real raw honest way of communicating with each other and that's kind of where um well i i actually trying I, to be at the forefront of that you yeah know? yeah no and i see i, I see i my own i, I think 2009 was the wild west heyday of fucking internet now it's just fucked that's why I say like the too many regulations, cancel culture. It's everything. crazy. It's crazy, but it's it, but it also granted to, you know to 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 be someone that can be under, I guess, not so harsh on it is uh, is this is a new technology that we're that's only been around for twenty years right. that everyone is getting used to yeah, that yeah, isn't yeah. going anywhere. So I think this is the beginning stages of this new technology being played out in in our world yeah. you know so it's yeah it's extremely it's, it, a, it's it, a very it, very like this very powerful this, yeah this technology is extremely smart and powerful yeah it gives right? it gives B- bigger people, than me yeah it gives people and, and the who, thing that's so incredible about an algorithm is um well even more like you like tiktok you can't post photos on tiktok oh it has know. to be a video Okay. So you can't. It's harder to fake it. It's yeah, harder. I love that. You actually. It's see harder what to pretend. Like. Yeah. And that's why so many people aren't even posting anything. They're just following. I have so many people following Dude, me. They me have too. no no content whatsoever. The, all they're on there for is to consume other people's content. Yeah. And then there's a lot of girls that are just dressing up and, and they're caught. They're they're lip syncing. Yeah. Other people's words. Yeah. Which is kind of weird, but. It's just weird to see evolve into it's everything is just becoming a little bit more honest, a little bit more honest, a little bit more transparent. And now with this new platform, TikTok, you're seeing just an overwhelming. It's really fa- forcing the world. To it's see so refreshing. One like you see somebody yeah. living in the country and you yeah. see the wrinkles on their face yeah. and you yeah. just yeah. see it's who like they real. are. And you're like, thank God. What about that guy? My self-reliance out of Canada who built an entire fucking log cabin on his own. He's been living off the grid and I like, heard yeah, it shows you the whole experience. And he has like a million followers on YouTube. And I'm like, Whoa. fucking crazy. This guy's building everything, just Whoa. living off the grid, making a living my off his, self-reliance. my self-reliance, dude. I never heard of it. Awesome. That's like he just lives off the land, hunts, fishes. Yeah, and built his own cabin, built his own sauna, built his own like outdoor, beautiful fucking property. Just wow. Just and he's getting paid off his YouTube channel to support that. I'm fucking yeah. It's he's taking full advantage of the technology to do to live his dream. That's why I say like you're literally like I I I this is why I I do admire you when your shirt's down is that um is that like you're you're living your dream right too yeah. But trying, you know, trying is lying. But, you are, and I, I do believe you are, and I think that like yeah. this is a, a wonderful thing. But like, I, I really, I, I, yeah, I admire you for it. That you're you. out there doing it, you know, and yeah. it's it's it, it's your way of doing it. And well, like, I mean, it's if you wanted, if you have an opinion on how I believe Pat should do it, then you should just do it instead of telling Pat his opinion, your opinion. Like I'm not going to come over to your house and be like, Pat, that's how you should be doing your shit. <laughs> it's like here's my opinion, take it or leave it. But you know, if I if I think it should be done this way so bad, then I should just go do yeah, it. Yeah, the, 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 shut the, it. The, the weird thing about living your dream is it changes or it becomes a reality. Well, the, the hypercrush thing I thought was the dream. Yeah. You know what I'm and saying? It evolved from there though. That hypercrush thing brought you here. Yeah. Because that wasn't, I mean, okay. That's, that sounds cool, but what does that really look like? Are you coming back? Billy, where are you going? 
Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah, it's all good. I thought I thought you were fading. So I was like, oh man, is he going to crash? I like Billy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, but yes, sorry. It, it, like I, I cut. I cut. You don't. You don't know what you want. God helps you. Yeah. Like I love that in, in with, with sobriety. Another thing where like we talk about God's our plans are so like minor to like the plans that God has for us. Like we have these like peasant little plans and then it's nothing to the plan no, that God has for I us. Know, this exactly. is like, I, I love that. It's like, Oh, I got this little peasant plan. Yeah, because yeah. It's like, And then it's oh, like, God's cool. like, yeah, cool. God just comes in. Yeah. It's like, comes in with his hand and <laughs> yeah. says, Nope. Yeah. Or just, just goes, it. this is what that is. You know, well, it's just completely in the red dog. I, I'm sitting right dog. here. Talking. But you were just cupping it. Like you were going like this. No, like, I was grabbing it here. Okay. <laughs> um, no, but check this Seriously? out. I, 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 I agree with you, but this yeah. is how this is. I'm going to break it down in a specific way. Okay. So okay. I'm a kid. I have this dream. I want to be a rock star. Okay. Yeah. On stage. Fucking get dick sucked. Fucking yeah. sign autographs. Right. <laughs> dick sucks. Oh, here I, I'm on an airplane. <laughs> yeah. I'm on an airplane. Yeah. No, I'm first. I'm at an airport. Yeah. Cool. We're getting paid 10 grand to do the show. Yeah. Awesome. I'm at the airport. Yeah. And I'm on the airplane. Yeah. Then I land. I'm like, I'm tired. My eyes are red. Mm-hmm. Some guy I don't know picks me up. Go to the fucking hotel. Now I'm in a hotel room alone. Yeah. I wake up. I drive to a venue. I don't know anyone at the venue. I'm sitting around at a venue waiting to do a sound check. Yeah. I, I do the show. It's an hour long. I meet some fans afterwards. Back in the hotel room alone. That's that's the dream. That's what you. That's what you wanted. No, that's not what I wanted. I just kind of thought it was going to be some epic thing, but it's not. Yeah. And then now it's like, whoa. And, and you're not really helping anyone. Let's be honest. Like, I mean, music's a powerful thing. Yeah, but not the music we were making. Yeah, no. Okay? Not, not necessarily. There's a lot of people who are influenced <laughs> by your not. music. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was <laughs> cool. To a degree. No, to it, a was, degree. it was great. Yeah, it you're was just, great. you're seeking for something Bali. higher now than uh, but at now, that time. No, but like now, yeah. Yeah. I get to hang out with my friends all the time. Yeah, this is... Yeah. I'm only speaking my truth in my experience. Yeah. And there are so many people that are like the messages that they send me are so humbling. I'm like, dude, trust me. Like, I don't know what I'm talking. All I'm doing is putting but it's myself just like, out there. The thing about it is like, yeah. yeah, it's just like you don't expect this person that you're looking at to yeah. s- you don't expect the things that come out of my mouth to come out of my mouth. So the, it's like a, this weird thing of them seeing it and going, oh, wait, what? Oh, sober, good. Yeah. And then they're like, wow, like maybe, uh, it's like different when it comes out of my mouth than when it comes out of like Jordan Peterson's mouth. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like a 13 year old kid in Kansas isn't really trying to hear Jordan. Jordan. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But he's, or even Gary Vee or, or maybe not even Russell Brand, you know, but there, because the way Russell talks isn't, I have this broken way of talk. So it's funny how like, you don't really need to be an expert to touch people you know so yeah, it's exciting and i don't yeah i think it like that's why i say like it, you don't need to be an expert to be vulnerable you just need to be strong mm, yeah. you know like and i think that's kind of what what i've always could sum up what you're doing is that you, you're you've built up this courage over the years to continue to be more and more vulnerable yeah. and, and keep doing it so <laughs> so what is the project that you're doing did you tell us can, uh, can you tell us no i'm gonna keep that quiet Okay, yeah, yeah. but this will last. Fuck, who knows? Might not ever get done. So you don't. So you're pretty going to be pretty busy for a while, probably. Uh, if if this continues to go, uh, it's definitely the project that I'm. At the very very beginning stages of getting into. If it continues to grow, it's something that uh, right now I'm 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 highly passionate about. Yeah. Or do you think that there's something in? 
I do whatever's in front of me that I that my that I feel is what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah, it's do, it's, it's, do, it's. Do you think that there's like a like when you talk about something, you take the power out of it? Uh, no, no, no. I'm not. I'm not you just I'm, don't want to like talk about it because it's not like it's not there yet. Yeah, you know, and it's it's and then to pe- and the people <laughs> and the the person that I'm working with that hasn't all been clarified, you know, yeah. like I want to respect people and stuff too. You know, yeah, you're dope like that. Yeah. 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 But so the, it's, the reason- it's not like, Oh, some secret project. It's just, yeah. Hey, I'm just not quite there yet. When I get there, I'll fuck. You'll be the first. No, I love sharing yes. what I'm working on with everyone in you. Yeah. The reason I'm asking is cause I just, I, I just think that, yeah, I'm excited to do stuff with yeah. you. Yeah, man. I like, like, like I, actually, that's why I like this platform that you've created. You put all this blood, like I'm grateful for the fact that I get to just roll into your fucking house and there's this fucking platform. Yeah. Look at these a, fucking microphones, fucking brand new laptop, like people putting it up, like just, and I just fucking roll in from fucking wow, studio cool. city. Just be like, all right, let's be a guest and, well, the, and the, talk about shit that I've been the, working on. Like yeah. that's, I'm fucking lucky. You well, know? The, even the, I mean, that's all cool. But yeah. like the, for me, the coolest thing is that people are actually going to hear. Yeah, exactly. That's you. only like, that's so, why I make things. I really want people to yeah, watch it. If, yeah. if I was the only one on planet earth, I wouldn't fucking make a Dude, movie. It's so weird. I had this argument with, with <laughs> Noah, this guy I work with. Cause he's, you know, Noah, I know Noah. Yeah. Yeah. He's amazing. Yeah. We talked about the server. By the way, my server's killing it. But anyways, yeah, yeah, okay. But Noah's like getting into Cinema 4D and like yeah, dude, this fool's crushing. Yeah. But he's Actually, I think he still has an interesting relationship with like why he's making art because he's like I just want to make it because I like to make it. I don't care if anyone ever sees it. And I'm like, well, yeah, not. I, I got to say, for me, I at least want one person to see it. I mean, yeah. What? Obviously, but yeah. like, but so so. What I'm excited about is like we should do a short, or even just like a scene, really well lit, like good audio. Like, um, you could be in it. I don't know. I just like to. I would like to do something and post it on the YouTube and Instagram okay. and, and, and TikTok. Like, see how many people can see it. And yeah, yeah. I don't know. Just for fun. Yeah, yeah. No, one I day. Um, I don't know if you ever have any ideas or. You can. I'll send you uh, if you just want to do a test. I'll, I'll send you. I know you weren't the biggest fan of the skit that I made that we were talking about earlier, but I'll send it to you and post it and see if it what people say. What is it? The one we I shot when I was like sixty days sober with Mike and the you know oh, get yeah. paid and it was all weird. Actually, yeah. Let me uh, let me get because I'm about to post a couple shorts that I made, and I'd love to throw it in the mix. I just I want to see if people because yeah. it's about being sober. Let's do that right? and just see if anyone, I'm not in it. Am I? No, you're. I don't think are you? No, you're not. It's just me and Mike. Wait, yeah. I think I'm Yeah, it's just me and Mike, the only two in it. I just shot it all at your house and yeah, with your yeah, gear yeah. and I just made it up on the spot. Yeah, that'd be you know? rad. I'll send it to you. I'll send you the Vimeo link so you can just I download am. it. Yeah. But I'd just be curious with your platform if people would actually then watch it and think it's funny or not. Yeah, and I'll credit you and tell No, I don't care about that shit. Yeah. I just it's do your thing, you know, like I'm not a big big on that kind of stuff. But well, yeah, should, no, for, for should, me, yeah. like I really do uh I do really do make things because it's like all about people seeing it and seeing how it affects them. You know? Yeah. I mean, that's, I think why any artist makes anything. And if they, if they're is it, is this not able to how the podcast just ends, people just dwindle out. Eh? I, I could fucking do this all night with you. Yeah. Right. I know. It's so I could just fucking, go to the next subject, the next subject, the next subject. It's, and, and, it, and it's actually, it's really not even that late. Well, have you been watching any movies or, uh, have you seen no. raised by wolves? No, I've you, been, I've been telling him I was, I was only thing I've been binging is, Fucking Jersey Shore and Alone. I love Jersey Shore. 
I fucking Alone is really Jersey. cool, huh? Alone is fucking crazy. It's like amazing. It's, it's what I think is interesting about it is how they did the show. So the people get dropped off in the middle of nowhere and they have to film themselves. And I'm like, that's cool. How? They just fucking get trained. They're like, if you want to be on the show, we're going to throw you through a training of how to use our cameras and oh how to shoot your shit. God. They have to mic themselves and shoot it. And how then they have to like live. No. So the footage is like guy. super shitty. And yeah. it's like, but it's, that's what makes it beautiful. It's just wow. like the internet, people just filming themselves. Yeah. That's what I like. I thought the genius of the producers who made alone. That's why I'm like, you guys is, is are fucking a, killer. No, no, there's not a hundred percent. Well, from what they're saying, I, I mean, it could be wrong, but they put a they put one camera that they strapped to the tree. That's like a, um, a surveillance camera, but the rest of it is they have to film themselves. They get dropped off with like, I think well, a, ca- a camera and a GoPro and a bunch of fucking SD cards. Well, Are well, you in, in the show? Are you talking, also, or are you just? No one can hear what you're saying. Also, also alone. I mean, it's interesting because it's psychological. Like yes, some people yes. are are it's still like, doing okay, but they just can't be alone. And all their longer. demons come up. Yeah, like that's why wow. I love camping. So weird. Yeah, because like, I grew up in like the woods, right? Yeah. Like in Fort Francis. Uh-huh. So I love camping and going to those. Having like every time I camp or go hunt or fish or go off in the wilderness with loved one with chelsea or myself like i have a spiritual experience every time i love yeah, it me and too. it alone's great because it fucking brings that to their service everyone always goes like man maybe i should be a better father or mother or like Whoa. i'm thinking of this or thinking of that all their demons come up and i'm like nature man there's nothing fucking tougher than that yeah it's yeah or like more like peaceful it's just, it's all the all the ends what's the really cool in season one is there's this one guy who's like I think he's like 27 and he's killing it. He made a boat built like a fucking kick-ass shelter Whoa. little set has all this shit built and he's built and he just finally goes, you know, I, I, and he could have won. And he just finally realized he's like, I, and he's the whole time. He's like, you can tell he's having a spiritual experience and searching for something deeper in his life. And that's why he went. And he just like says, I, I've, I, I've reached, I've reached it. I'm, I'm, I'm done. I have nothing more to prove because they all come. He had to question himself. And most of them do is like, why am I doing this? Is this about the money or am I searching for something deeper? And he was just like, yeah, this doesn't have anything to do with the money. I could keep living out here, but you know, I, I miss, I think it was like, he missed his mom or like some family. And he was just like, I, 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 I've, 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 I've I've achieved what I needed to achieve here. And he just went back home and I'm like, that's fucking way more powerful than winning $500,000. Like fucking killer. You know, he just like, he was killing it. He just like was like, I'm done. Wow. A lot of guys do that. One guy was just like, I just he like it's 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 really, you know, in, <laughs> intense. The one guy is just like, I just miss my wife. I love her so much. I I miss her, and it's just I, it's time to go back and see her. Wow. And it's like wow, you know what I mean? Like, and then there's the guys who are like, like one guy's like, no, I'm gonna stay because like I want to. I think I could help my family with this money, so I'm gonna do it. And he and does they're, it. They're talking to yeah. You know what else is cool is you see how badass some of these chicks are out there oh some know? of the women are like i'm like damn i was like is that impressive. one you catching all those salmon and shit uh-huh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> huge ass salmon just pulling them out of the fucking pacific ocean what are you doing i'm making food i'm feeding bro I'm what are you making like, just some cereal that's all i have uh-huh all my food I, are I, you I, sleeping at the new house i don't know wow the, do you even well, understand what he shared with happened me, to him? he shared with me a bit outside yeah yeah this it's a fucking bitch came in here on one bro oh no 
I mean, bro, this we're talking like there's some really there's just a lot of untreated people. I would be more worried about those people yeah. ruining the name because they're like important people in AA that are just yeah. so sick. Yeah. Big Frank throwing the book across the room. <laughs> that was classic. Actually, I'm trying to get him on. Get him on, man. He'd oh, and great. Jonathan Shaw, Big Paul's kind of you know Paul. He's friends with some of these people, so I like Paul. I relate to him because he's at, he comes from that old school, and yeah, I like that dope. he's very he, like he, hard yeah. to the fact, and that's 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 what worked for me, and I like that. So I I I, I relate to Paul, and yeah, I was he, talking he, to him after. I'm like, yeah, bro, when you busted out that fucking shit in the twelve and twelve about self pity, I was like, yep, <laughs> like that's that's he's the come ticket. down a lot too. Remember how like wild he used to be. Remember yeah, one time yeah. he's like, because uh, you got four minutes to share or whatever, and he went over. He's like, no, I'm up here. I'm going to share as long as I want. Remember when I was the timer and, <laughs> and Big Frank yelled at me for fucking oh. calling the time? That was amazing. And then I tried to talk to him after, and he goes, you the timing guy? And then I go, yeah. And he goes, and he goes, yeah, I don't know what he said to me, but he just drove off. Oh, my And Paul God. laughed, and I was like, oh, that's classic. That's funny. Yeah, he was pissed that I was yeah, kept doing the thing, but I was like, I don't know. That's the meeting. That's what they're you asking need to get, for. You need to get John Shaw on this. He's got a fucking real story, a really good story. Paul's going to get him on. Have Paul and him do it together. That'd be great. I was like talking to Shaw for a while. So, hold on. We actually, we actually have to stop. Because it's been two hours, oh, wow. 12 minutes. And, and if it goes past like two and a half hours, yeah, 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 it, yeah, it, yeah. Uh, YouTube, iTunes is like, okay. You I can't upload it. it. Yeah, what I have to like compress it. Like you're it too self-absorbed. Two hours it is doesn't stop sound, already. Yeah. <laughs> it just doesn't sound as good. No, of course. Yeah, it. it's, a, it's a long. It's I don't know how video. Joe... Joe uploads these five-hour ones. But I think he's he Joe Rogan. But he parts, though. No. Joe, oh, Joe Rogan. Dude, hold on a second. Billy. This last one with Duncan Trussell's is it's so amazing. How Those that guy, name? that guy Duncan is so smart. Yeah. They are both. So they start talking about Bohemian Grove. Oh, and nice! I love it's five hours. Oh, I gotta listen. It's to a it. five-hour podcast. Oh, that's amazing. One pot. It's like I didn't. I'm not. They're just starting to get drunk. I'm like two hours in, and they're like just starting to get drunk. Oh man. Yeah. Um, okay. So, how good is the name Duncan? Yeah, Trussell's. Yeah, like that's a classic name thing. right there. You're like, you, you know, hi, I'm Duncan Trussell. Trussell's. You're like, oh, what do you got to say? Did you, did you know he has? <laughs> you know he has a show. No, I don't know. I, I haven't ever even heard of this guy. Oh, just love, never, you just said Duncan oh, Trussell's, and I was like, that's an amazing. He's name. just a chill guy, but yeah, he he does his own podcast and oh wow, this animator. The conspiracy. Nice. So he the, the Netflix did gave him a show where his podcasts are being animated. Oh, that's sick. Really, I think you'd really I've like it. I've always wanted to do an animated series. It's like I'm actually really... writing one right now with a friend called MK Ultra, the mind control movie. Whoa. <laughs> it's about uh it's about Skinny Squeak and Bunny and how they fucking the they they uh they go on this journey of, of an adventure to save their buddy Ty who is a fucking commercial actor superstar who's under mind control to 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 manipulate the population to put in this thing called like the sleep surfer or something that, that will download their minds to a hyper fucking thing and control the planet and put them all under mind control and they have to break them out. Mm. It's like an adventure movie. Like Pinky and the Brain. Yeah, exactly. That type of that? shit. Yeah, Red and Stimpy. Like yeah. all, it's all influenced by that, you know? Hey, do you remember when we were in here talking about that that little short movie? Yeah, that, that about the guy who 
has imaginary characters that yeah. want to that, that, that all turn on him and want to kill him. Yeah. So he's actually plotting to kill himself. What if we like make that? One? I, I really want to make that. I was actually writing on it. But like, that's okay. the cool thing is like we can do. I know we could do that. Like one day. I know that I will definitely one day have all the, uh, the goal for me is to get to a place where I can like actually you make ha- these things. You, you, you have all the gear. Well, I already have the gear, but I'm saying like once I, once I can get, once I hit like a million yeah. on all the platforms, everything changes. But don't you think it'd be more work to maintain that then? You wouldn't you have to take away from that to then go on and do that? Or would you be cool with that? You think? I don't know. It's projecting in the future. What do you mean? Well, like it takes so much of your effort and time to, to get to like the million. And yeah, but to once you get that. there, you just have money coming in. Merch. Oh, mon- I see. You're monetization. talking monetization. Got you. I see what you're saying. You'd have the finances it's to do what all, you want to do. You could, that now, yeah, yeah, yeah. now I hear what you're like, saying. Okay, let's go make that. Yeah, you could actually got, go into Netflix and be like, "Hey, I want to do a movie. Well, not, no, Here's no, what it is. Or not even that. I just have your own Netflix. cash. We just, I just, it's fucking, bro, Alex. How much money are the top? YouTubers and TikTokers making a year. There's millions. It's oh insane. yeah, yeah. It's yeah millions. Right. So just, you just you do just, your own thing and put it yeah, on your own platform like, and be like, "There okay, you go, Roy. I got yeah. fifty grand. Let's do it. Are you down to make the um, the sure. cabin thing? I'll yeah. just give you twenty grand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear what you're saying. You want to go make it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's the no. Thing. Like right now, like, would you do that for Fuck 20, yeah. twenty grand? Yeah. Would, you just want me to direct? Yeah. For twenty grand? Yeah. Like actually put together a proper budget. Put, break do what you need to do. Here's twenty grand. Do it. Yeah, yeah. So it's just like. Yeah, I hear you. That it's all, be... all of this is, an, is a means to the end game, which is like, but then not only that, but we're like, yeah, it's just a whole crazy vision. And it's like, it starts with um, building the platform because like, but man, you're doing it. I'll tell you that much right now. I mean, like, it's amazing. Yeah. I, I don't want to need suits. No, I don't want to need, need anything. It's like, brutal. I, like, I hate yeah. the word need. I need that. Yeah, I, it's I like, I desire. That's it. Like, I love what you said. Like, I don't want to go meet with these people anymore. I, I, I'm just, I can't do the pitch again. I'm not. That's like yeah. where I'm like, I, I'm there, bro. Like the music, yeah. what I went through in the music industry showed me that. Like, I'm just so sick of doing that. When you're the one doing all the work anyways. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. how it's just getting the get up and do it. Your attitude's great. Like that's how I say, like it's one thing I, with the document recording still the one thing i enjoy about the documentary is that like i made it with no one saying yeah. I, I i was allowed to and or gave me money and yeah. yeah i just made it you know and i'm like that's it like i'm not i'm not i didn't need money like i, I always say to people be like oh you should talk to telefilm or get this money i'm like all that effort that i put into trying to find the money to shoot what i want to shoot tomorrow <laughs> I wouldn't be shooting what I'm shooting tomorrow. Yeah. So I'm just going to shoot what I need to shoot tomorrow. I mean, honestly, I think part of one of the main things I really would be excited to, to one of the main reasons I would be excited to shoot with you because I feel like I've been trying to make something that like looks right. Mm. Sounds right. Mm. Feels right. Mm -hmm. Like when you watch it, it's like, Oh, that's, that looks like a movie. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's got that. Like, did you, some, like yeah, what, have you made something? Like, your Aquatel shit looks pretty fucking good. Thank you. It's actually on Times Square right now. See that shit? Wow, I didn't. We have an ad on Times Square. But, like, so if we were to, let's just say we were to get together one day and make a short. We have all day. Yeah, yeah. Would you, you'd want your DP? Well, not necessarily. I mean, it just depends. Like I think it we, always comes down to the idea. I'm a guy who says story's king. Yes, but, like, yeah. Of course, but yes, I yeah. want it to look right. So would, oh, okay. would Troy work? 
I mean, we could explore. Could you work with him? Of like, course I could work with him, but we would get what Troy can give us. Right. Right? And well, not, he, that's not a knock towards Troy. Maybe he'd give us gold. I don't know. Um, but I'm well, saying, like, obviously, like, when I work with Boyd, like, he's been a fucking DP for the past 15 years. He's, ex- yeah, he's, so he's we, exceptionally talented. Like, you know what I mean? So clearly he would make it look and feel a certain way that we would be like, great. And he'd know how to achieve it. Um, Oh, Gus, see you later, brother. It's good to see yeah, you. Yeah, let's. So do that's that. what I'm saying. How like, much money do you do, would it, would ever would you would mean you Boyd, and Boyd, if I was a high well to like, make a little short? Well, I think Boyd would definitely be flexible on his on his because I just want to make something. Yeah, I hear you, and he would probably be flexible on his rates depending on the project um, and all that kind of stuff. So let's try to figure something to, out. Yeah, I want to I want to try to do idea. something that you and him are excited about. Yeah, so that obviously I don't have to spend a whole bunch of money. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we'll see and it just, it I want to put it on the ridge. That, that, and that's what I say. Like, I agree with you. And that was the biggest detriment to the documentary was that like, I just, if I would have had a ton of money to shoot it and direct, I think that people would pay it much more respect and it would become, it would, it would be for free on Netflix right now, but it's not, it was just produced by me out all these years of I'm developing as a film. Like, so it doesn't look like a film, but I, I, yeah. I swear to God when you watch it and if you sit down and watch it, it's, it plays like a real feature. Like it's got rhythm, place and flow, rhythm, pace, flow. It's plays like a real feature film. You can sit down and watch and be like, that was a movie. But when you say that, when you say a real feature film, do you mean like the feel? Like it's you not said like it, a documentary. It feels like a movie. Well, it's like a, do- yeah, it a feels, real documentary. It feels like a real documentary that right. you could, you would actually go buy. Yeah. You know, it's not just like, Hey, I made this with my friends and like, my friends can watch it. Like yeah. I'm fully confident that the yeah. rando X on the street the it only would thing be like, yo, there it the is. The only thing it's missing are production value. lights, lenses. Yeah. Shot on the, a fucking Sony art. HDV. <laughs> which, which actually works for like for, for, for 20% that. of it. Yeah. As long as you have all the other stuff that's yeah. like high level. Yeah. It just, it is what it is. Did it's you see the last on. dance? Yes. I loved it. Wow. I really wish they would have done the interviews different. But I loved it. Yeah, they were all blown out. Well, that the interviews see like this is what I discovered in myself in in making my doc is that people kept calling out saying I love how you did the interviews with Richard. You didn't sit down and be like, "Let's do an interview." Like you caught everything in the moment. And like I think imagine what it would be like if you were just hanging out with Michael Jordan and just filming uh, him as he did his day. Yeah. Way be- be- rather than him sit in a chair tell you. Yeah. That would be rad. That the, the the cool thing about that documentary is all the footage oh. is amazing. Yeah, it's like, it's obviously. But even like the old shit because they shot that old basketball shit like mm-hmm. on like film cameras and it's yeah. like there's some of it HDV shit. Uh, some of it was HDV and shit. Right. right? And I don't know, but it all looked cameras. really good. Yeah, it was great. They did a great job. It's a, obviously it's an amazing documentary on Michael Jordan. It has to be the best. Yeah. Like you imagine the pressure <laughs> yeah. of the, of the fucking, of the director. You're like, what's the excuse here? Shoot this on your T3I. Well, yeah. But also, <laughs> also you can tell that Michael, like, I would love to do that with someone like Michael though. I'd love to go in and rock his world with some ghetto ass shit like that. <laughs> I'd just be like, no, no, we're doing this. What are you doing today? Okay. I'm going to follow you with my camera. What camera? Whatever camera I bring. Don't worry about it. Just go. Yeah. And just fucking pound questions. Wow. Like it was, it was punishing with Richard. I just punished, 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 Whoa. punished. Right. So yeah, that's, I a, that's why I say it. like, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I, I, you know, if you do watch it, uh, I, I, that would be great. I'd love to talk with you about it. And, 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 and if you do watch it, um, try and watch it in one sitting. I know that that's not no, your I'm going thing to. and you might 
just, just watch the craftsmanship. So, cause I can talk with you about the craftsmanship, even if you don't like it, even if you're like, yeah, Roy, I thought it was kind of whack, mm-hmm. but at least we could then discuss the craftsmanship mm-hmm. of the filmmaking. Oh, I'm like a hundred percent going to, <laughs> I should sell everyone like that. Uh, no, I can show them whatever. Are you still but recording? Let's yeah, we're gonna we wrap it up. Hey? L- well, let me just say, come anytime you want. Thank you on Mondays. I, I actually can't wait to have you on again. Okay, thank you. Just yeah, because be there's again. so much more we can talk about. Yeah, but yeah, thanks for coming. Yeah, thank you, brother.